0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode five hundred and ten of Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Cory Austin Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Carson. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to yes. patreon.com slash lasertime and join us at the $20
1: level. Who's joining me now? I received my VGA invite from a superb owl, Chris Santista. <laughs> and special guest. My uncle works
2: at Nintendo, Anthony Abbott. Hey! hey. Bruce Wayne Brady on <laughs> everything. On everything, that's it. Oh, Bruce Wayne Brady's the best. Uh, thanks. That's why I picked that name for that uh, response. But mainly on Twitch and Twitter, right? First yeah, Twitch crazy. and Twitter. You can find me on Twitch on the weekends. Uh, currently playing kind of just random things through my backlog. And uh, on Twitter, just talking about games, movies, and kind of everything.
1: You don't want to plug your mastodon here or anything like that? No? I'm not, not doing not that Now that Twitter is apparently coming apart at the
2: seams today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> couldn't even respond to messages. I mean, uh, yeah. Twitter was kind of built in a fire anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> you- That's true. It's It's episode
0: 510, and you know what that tells me? That tells me, in the entire run of our show, there have been 10 weeks where we have either not recorded or not numbered an episode, because it should be 520, because this is our 10-year anniversary! Whoa! 10 years of this nonsense! 10
1: years, yeah. can you... <laughs> Oh there it is. Yeah, there be a it rare is. One. The,
0: the closeout, yeah. Happy senior anniversary officially, VG. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, February sixth was our very first one when, when I put out that episode where I started it with a long pretentious speech about like the nature of apocalypses and the meaning of the word and how like I think we're on the verge of an actual apocalypse, but also this is a big change for those of us who worked at Talk Radar and other stuff. So yeah, and, and then the actual apocalypse happened a few years later, so... It's <laughs> I do been... like that
1: the before we had any idea what the podcast was going to be about, Michael had the name. And it, like, yeah. it was like the first one, like, that's great, I love it. I, like, I
0: remember your your exact words were, I don't hate it.
1: Uh...
2: <laughs> did did y'all I... do top fives from the beginning of the show? Y- yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it...
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one, I think, top five, uh, like, games with creative swears. Something like that. We called it "lusting for violence" for some reason, but it was like you know, House of the Dead overkill, and uh, yeah. So shout and probably Bullet Storm,
1: Anne and Tyler. Um, yeah, and, and thank God Matt's not here to ruin the festivities. Who has, mm-hmm. I believe, been on maybe the most, other than me. Michael clearly has yeah. been on all of them, all yeah. of them,
0: almost all. I think we. Did, oh, right. We... You guys did a few without me. Brett and um, I did like I did a, two-man, a, a two-man sabbatical, yeah. two-man
1: lonely one. It was. It was surprisingly memorable for how jarring it was
0: yeah i remember it was like you did one called like a bad show for a bad week or something
1: like that <laughs> no that was our, that was our uh george floyd episode
0: no that that was a uh, you know I, I think it was like a serious show for a bad week that was the george floyd episode mm. you did one that was like a bad show for a bad week and i i seem to remember the the thumbnail art was like a Cartoon Network belt-scrolling brawler game with Gumball. <laughs> <laughs> like, we well, yeah, that, talked that, about that for some reason. That
1: mobile game that was uh, put out on ah, PS4 yeah. and shit. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is going to be a fun episode. I got a bunch of Nintendo news. Uh, yep. An unspeakable game, probably yes. the largest controversy in this little the, industry. The right game
0: now. that must not be named. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> All good. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All good, yeah, we, we'll, and we got to we'll figure out how we talk, it, we'll talk about it, about it. so yeah. stay tuned for that. Yeah, well, we're going to take about a half-hour break uh, in real time, which you'll get to listen to, during yes. which we deliberate off-mic about how to talk about it. It's so just, journalism, you know, Michael! Enjoy the elevator music. <laughs> but uh, actually, no, we do, we do have a show. Um, well, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves too much, but, okay, one thing that game does really well is realize this fantasy world mm-hmm. like better like there have been previous i I' was just gonna say it Hogwarts legacy uh there have oh, been previous it's... open world Harry potter games, none of them had quite this much money or skill or time behind them. So, like, for whatever else this game is, it is a very lavish recreation of the wizard school. And you had this idea, Chris, to talk about
1: adapted open worlds. Yeah, like a a game that creates an open... just, Just thinking back to, like, you know, being a little kid obsessed with Star Wars or right after you watched the Lord of the Rings movie, or even, dare I say, The Matrix. Like, I want to... Be present in this land and see more about it. And, you know, I, I think regardless of what you think about the controversy around Hogwarts Legacy, it does a great job at that. And it's um, there's been plenty of immersive open worlds, just not a lot with licenses or a, adapting an open world that exists from a previous medium. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that would be worth looking back on because there's there's plenty of license. The, the previous Harry Potter games, like it's an open world, I'm like, yeah, but it's dull and lifeless, and yeah. nothing is moving yeah. and there's nothing to do. It's just a lot of walking mm-hmm. And oh and the
0: staircases move back and forth at ninety degree angles. Is that exciting to you?
1: Great, a thing I can barely interact. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's worth applauding, like video games. It's what they should be doing, you know. Like yeah. they sh- they should mm-hmm. be letting you play in these worlds you want to visit. But due to the nature of licenses, it yeah. becomes unfeasible unless you own the developer and publisher. To, to be clear, we're not applauding the game. We'll get
0: into our thoughts later. Yeah. <laughs> Don't turn us off just yet. And and this kind of evolved as we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, into like it, it's not just based on other mediums, but also like real world locations that you really want to visit. Or that are, you know, difficult to visit, but that are rendered in really lavish detail. And so it kind of became like a virtual tourism thing. Like, this is a chance to get up close and personal with this place that you have only, you know, read about or seen pictures of or seen in a movie. Magical lands, you
1: mm-hmm. you might find it hard to visit in real life. Yes,
0: like, you know, Pittsburgh from Fallout. You know, oh, you, you got the pit. Uh, <laughs> everybody <laughs> fantasizes about taking a vacation to Pittsburgh, but or this Atlantis. game lets you explore it.
1: Yeah. Or Atlantis. And so stuff. many and I,
0: Atlantises.
1: I I have seen, I you know, I think there's a lot of people making leaps and bounds, like uh, recreating dead amusement park rides and entire amusement parks in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. So you still have a way to experience yeah. those. Once again, R.I.P. to Six Flags Atlantis slash Six Flags Miami slash Just Atlantis when it lost the Six Flags license. Uh, water park I spent days and days and days in that is has been obliterated for 30 years now. And I would just love to go back and walk around. That, I
0: think Didn't Donovan write a song about that theme park? He did. Yeah.
3: wait. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <yeah. sighs> ah, all right well it's going to be it's going to be a fun show i promise so let's get into this with number five
3: my ow my neck
4: ow my head I wish I had a dog
2: with a saddle. They made a game about driving in Houston?
4: They did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, it, close it, enough. Yeah,
1: Michael had to correct me on this. The Simpsons hit and run, right? Yeah.
2: And
0: is, the reason it's at number five is because technically this is not an open world game. It is a game divided into seven levels, which are like three sandbox maps where you get different configurations of them over
1: the course of the it's, game. It, it's open-ish world. Yeah.
2: Is this the one that's very, like, like the Simpsons GTA-ish? Yes. Kind of, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I think that
1: one. that's, to the game's credit, it makes it feel like an open world, even though it isn't, because there's mm-hmm. so much to interact with, and you just walk behind the building. Oh, the Quickie Mart, it's behind the Simpsons' house. That makes sense why Bart can go there on his own. It's very, very close.
0: Ooh. Yeah, and, and and, you know, I think it was, like, one of the first times we actually got to go inside and outside of the Simpsons house in 3D and get a sense for like, this is how it's shaped. This is what their backyard is like. Everything that you interact with back here either bursts into flames or falls apart immediately. Like the swing set or the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. And then it, you know, Mm. it, instead of being a, a really violent game like GTA, it turns the action into a platformer. So the Simpsons can drive just about any car that they see uh, and you will play as multiple Simpsons over the course of the game, you know, uh, and plus, plus other characters outside of the family. You have, like, a double jump. You can you jump around. You're finding hidden coins. The enemies are like these hidden wasp cameras that appear sometimes, and, and you destroy them, and you get more coins. Uh, it's relatively nonviolent, except that you can run over pretty much everyone or anything and, uh, and kick the crap out of them repeatedly. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole thing starts with a commercial and a conspiracy with the aliens creating their own line of Buzz Cola.
3: Hey hey! I'm endorsing a new cola, kids, and this one isn't poisonous to anybody that we know of. <laughs> new and approved Buzz Cola is made from only the finest sugars and waters. Plus, it has a special ingredient, too hot, for the FDA. It'll give you the get-up and go. You need to do all the pathetic stuff you have to do. Try new and improved
0: Buzz Cola. <laughs> he hands it to a mascot in a in a can suit. The mascot takes a sip and immediately spits it out inside the suit. But
1: I, I wish I could mix this with the Simpsons game from two thousand seven because mm. the writers had a little bit more awareness of what yeah. games were and how to write for a game, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a funnier game. But, you know, I played this on my original Xbox a few years ago. This is it it, it would be like a shitty open world GTA clone, if not for the license in the yeah. world that it creates. And like all this fan service that you want to do. It was it always had a smile on my face. I just love being able to drive a Homer through the stonecutters tunnel.
0: Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> up to Mr. Burns's house and uh, to, to all these different Springfield landmarks. You get to interact with a ton of familiar faces from around Springfield, all of whom have the original voice actors behind them.
3: I gotta play
4: Bone Storm 2. Give me one! No can do, my pointy-headed friend. I need the power of video game violence to run my latest invention slash monster. If you
3: find me a World War II communication radio and a satellite, then my creation will live and we can play with it and enjoy the frolicking. Oh, cool. Real violence is way better than TV violence. It's like a level boss come to life. Now, who would have a World War II radio? That guy that sells all those grenades to Nelson
4: might. I better check.
2: Herman. His yeah.
4: name is
1: Herman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Hit and Run, but that this game I've heard people talk so highly about, and I've seen oh. people even like still like streaming it. Like, and people yeah. seem to love this as much as like up there with like the arcade game. Yeah,
0: you know, well, I think there's been a, a fan remake in the works for a while. That somebody's mm. you know trying to make it open world and they're like re redoing all of the cutscenes so instead of this terrible awkward 3D animated versions cell of the shaded. Simpsons, yeah it's well it's cell shaded it looks like the cartoon. It looks two dimensional
1: which, which sucks. Because so. like the Simpsons creators are like, we would love to see this game re-released. Yeah. And the only thing you'd have to change is one of the playable characters. A poop. Yes, that's true. Well oh, this no,
0: no. this okay. is the only here's a game where you can hear these Voices of uh, characters that no longer have these voices or appear in the series.
4: Quickly, cover my incontinent children's tushies. <laughs> that was close.
1: Another uh, minute in my office would look like the Ganges River.
0: They're both problematic. My God. And that fulfills our white guys doing uh, <laughs> other ethnicities <laughs> quota for this episode. We can't play anymore from any of the other games we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this this is just. Wonderful, and it's. Uh, I feel like maybe the Simpsons game is better, but I had a blast with this as a discerning 20 year old.
0: The Simpsons game just never
1: held my attention as well it, as hit and It's run, too fucking long, but it has mm. so much dialogue and so many cutscenes and so many gags. Uh, that makes if we're rating this as a good open world game for the reasons of its license, then that might make the Simpsons game better. It hides a pretty what do you call it? Uninspired, yeah, run of the mill game uh, underneath a great license and fan service.
0: Absolutely, yeah, ton, tons of fan service. Uh, I think my the my favorite part of this game that still stands out is Homer's late for work, and so in order to keep from getting fired, he comes up with a brilliant idea of uh, destroying Smithers' car before Smithers can reach the plant. A
3: uh, convertible.
0: I just waxed an undercoater.
4: That's what you get for expecting me to do the job for which I am paid. What? <laughs> you, rotten! Karmic retribution. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took hours for the to get annoying because there was a lot of dialogue packed yeah. into this little DVD. And uh, yeah, we tried to stream it one time, but oh lord, did it chug! But yeah. Uh, it's yeah, still playable on the original Xbox and on you can find PS2. A copy in the wild. And well, that, the the Xbox One just looks way better.
0: Mm, that's true.
2: Well, probably that was compatible better. on the X and S and everything. I'm guessing maybe. I Could be.
1: I don't know. I don't because I remember no, it was one of the few times
2: okay. I, I did check trying to play it for this, and
0: like, oh, okay, now I need to.
1: I think you can play it on the 360. So, you know, hmm. you're two consoles behind, but there's there's a silver lining. You can go into any thrift store and buy any Simpsons game you want.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, let's move along to something else adapting an animated world. Number four. What has become of this city? There used to be laws. Justice. Not anymore. Cram is out of control. Cats are missing and townspeople are being victimized.
1: Oh, hey, who pooped on my porch?
3: What's going on with you? Woo!
0: <laughs> 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 so... What
1: game is this? Or games? South, South Park, Park, The Stick yeah. of Truth, and The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. I did it!
2: Yay! You I You gotta get it. those chin Pokemon, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Which I did they it. They both uh, recreate a map of South Park as an open world that you can freely explore in 2D, and it... Looks
1: exactly like the show. Like, they use the same assets they use on the show. And the same writers. Like, the the process behind it was kind of amazing because Trey Parker and Matt Stone were the first advocates for games that I can remember who were, like, really blunt and honest about, yeah, the South Park games available for PS2 and Dreamcast are total shit. We have nothing to do with them Mm -hmm. other than doing some voices. And they always talked about wanting to make, like, a big fuck-all game. And, like, the game's only downfall is, you know... We play games to look good, and like this, just will always look like South Park, <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. and it is also like purposely, at least, uh, stick of truth is. Made to be a dense JRPG, and it is unbelievably <laughs> mm-hmm. the different flavors of chips you'll get for like, holy shit, this is too much. So I've never finished one of these because there's there's like so much to do and so much to see.
2: I, I haven't either, but they and they also function as you know very good RPGs, but also as like little mini seasons of the show, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and if you ever play, like, one or two South Park games, these are the ones, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. When those games were coming out back in the day, it was kind of like, let's grab an episode and make it a game, and those were total dog shit.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's like the first time I remember EGM doing. We got four variant covers for each member of South Park from the N64 game, because this property is that big. And then, I want to say it's not that big, but I believe they just signed, like, a $9 billion deal, and if you have cable, they rerun South Park from dawn till dusk. It is, like, Practically all the network is nowadays with an office reruns.
0: I still remember, I think it was the N64 one, like, back in the day, IGN actually ran, like... IGN or some other site... Some site ran a, quote-unquote, interview
1: with Cartman. I'm like, oh, boy. oh, this is real bad, guys. <laughs> Ugh, Why
0: are you doing uh-oh. this? Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, I wonder who had to approve that. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, I, I believe... I remember hearing from Dan but like they actually had to like come up with a layout for South Park for the first time ever because they hadn't needed one really like there's yeah. other than the intro to the show there's no 3D traversal to, to know wh- who lives where and where, where towns are and it was something they had to figure out and I think they mildly adhere to on it, it became part of the show Bible that if they're going to shitty walk they'll walk right to it mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah, something like yeah. that
2: Stick of truth, it was kind of the first time that you got that full context of where everything was located at, like all the way on the scale. Quiet mountain
0: town. And you, you can go to a lot of recognizable locations, to
3: wit. South Park is chock full of things you shoot that would delight any taxidermist, survivalist, or weekend animal death enthusiast. Ain't much I can sell to a miner.
0: It's just somebody buying cosmetics, but I like the idea like, Jimbo saying, oh, not much I can sell. And then he sells a bunch of guns or whatever. And that's a
1: character that rarely ever gets any TV play nowadays, I mm-hmm. think, except with the exception of having to die of COVID in one of the previous seasons. Oh, no. Did he die? He might be dead.
2: I don't know. I watched all those COVID specials. I can't even remember. They're kind of, yeah. like, in one giant blur in my memory.
0: Doesn't someone turn into a dick in one of them? I'm pretty sure.
1: South Park, so possibly. But, yeah, like, I, I think this helped rekindle, like... This helped rekindle my love of South Park. I'd been kind of like didn't care about the show for almost a decade and went home for Christmas. And they had this like three episode arc that was clearly made to coincide with the game. And it's hila- it was hilarious, mm-hmm. like them playing a, like a multi-episode game of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, the,
0: with the Betrayal Garden from Game of
4: Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and where that ended, it kind of led into the game because it's
1: like, we can play with anything, even this stick. Like, yeah. oh, it's the stick of truth. Got it. But but ties into the, you know, if you're a fan of the show, and I know a lot of people aren't, especially mm-hmm. people listening this week, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's a must play. You have to see it. It's like, mm-hmm. it, and it's, On so many, like, Game Passes and PlayStation Pluses and Ubisoft Plus. Yeah. Just give it a shot.
0: So, yeah, full disclosure, uh, I do work for Ubisoft, which published these. But even so, I haven't finished them either. So I was kind of surprised to find out that you get to go not just all over South Park. In that first game, you get to go beyond the bounds of South Park and into the uncharted north. Which is an 8-bit RPG. (laughs)
3: <laughs> You're not from out right here, are you? <laughs> Welcome That's to the show. Can I interest you in my waz? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's 8-bit eight, eight towns and music, and it's very clearly inspired by Dragon Quest. It's,
1: it's uh, so weird. Of all the things South Park has done... That is such a needless stereotype of Canadians, but it doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm not your well, guy,
0: buddy. Other <laughs> than the like, you know, occasional buddy guy, like yeah. that that's totally
1: baseless. Like <laughs> that yeah, doesn't it doesn't reflect any real person. Yeah, but they don't have they don't have cheeks mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they, their heads just flap and they like flap.
0: initially that was supposed to be like Terrence and Philip were a cartoon they were watching, so of course it looked even worse. Than the South Park animation, you, even cruder. And and then at some point, they this just became like, oh no, that's just how Canadians look in this
1: universe. <laughs> Is that why that happened? Because, like, yeah, it, uh, being around Trey Parker and Matt Stone's age, yeah, when Nickelodeon started out, all those cartoons were Canadian and British and mm. French exports. Oh, yeah, Nelvana and,
0: did a bunch of stuff
1: back then. Yeah, in the day. like they were all. Much crappier than what you'd see on Saturday morning. <laughs> I've always meant to finish Fractured But Whole because it moves a lot faster and, and just is a totally unique joke on the entire idea of a South Park game.
2: I didn't know after all these years that that 8-bit section was even in that game. Me neither. Yeah, I didn't either. That was a surprise. So, spoilers,
1: everybody! We just alerted you to something you maybe didn't know about. Me neither. I know we played a clip of it on the old, but Fractured But Whole. You can create whatever whatever character... You want in the character creator of any kind, and no matter who you create, yeah. rednecks pull up and, like, we
0: don't take common cisgendered whites around
1: here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, it's a cis white
2: boy.
3: Let's I got this say,
2: thing. What you I got to say, and for those listening, I am a, a black male on the show, if you don't know. And when I found well, out, reveal. when I started making my character, that if your character is black it increases the difficulty. Mm. I was like <laughs> It does? <laughs> no, I don't think black, it really does. I think Well it's, it's just, like as a joke, it's like it's yeah. like the difficulty or something's supposed to go mm-hmm. up to like a smidge. Wow. I found it out making my character and reading about that later. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Especially in that town. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah I did oh. like the the arc
0: that they had a little while ago where yeah oh, oh no. Tolkien. His name is Tolkien.
1: (laughs) He's named (laughs) after my favorite author. What did you think his name was? Oh, (laughs) no. My
2: my, my family was Lord of the Rings fans. What did you you guys think my name was this whole time? It's
1: it's, it's also like them growing... The last two seasons, Mm. for all the shit they get Mm -hmm. from progressives, is kind of them growing up a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 And changing, which is most shows don't live long enough to see that happen, and it's usually forced upon them. Yeah. But, yeah you can fight man bear pig in one of the games but then man bear pig in one of the recent episodes turns out to be very real mm-hmm. and basically have to uh, like do a narrative sp- apology to al Gore <laughs> <laughs> um, i feel
2: like i feel like these games are also if you haven't watched this show in a long time but you were a fan of it definitely worth jumping back into it
1: yeah man the, the show's been really good it, it, it so the last couple seasons and those COVID specials were Maybe it was just the COVID, but I thought they were like there wasn't. Things weren't even able, allowed to film while South Park was putting yeah. those out. So like yeah.
0: there, it's it's like easy to become. Even though it was only three years ago, it's, the memories kind of become murky. But there was like a little bit where it's just, like there's no new entertainment for a while.
1: Yeah, period. Yeah, just mm-hmm. stuff that had already been in the can. And mm-hmm. South Park, even SNL, remember had like two episodes with a shot from home. Yeah, and, and and are super weird. But South Park was relatively normal and reflecting things that were happening to us that week in the weirdest time of our lives collectively. Yeah, I know. you've evil had weirder and worse things happen to you.
0: Mm, maybe, yeah, sure. But as 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 a society, nah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not I, since nine eleven has no. shit been this weird. No. Anyway, not. I don't want to get into COVID too much. Um, yeah, like it just, but just the yeah.
1: interacting with town folks and st- like anything that they could make familiar that they could put in the game they did Mm -hmm. it's like every mm -hmm. like i didn't even know what they'd add in the sequel other than change the gameplay pretty radically but uh yeah it was insane yeah all right so speaking of insane number
4: three this town's in rough shape never thought it'd get this bad (sighs) 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 is this really shibuya
0: uh getting into the real world here with uh adapted locations. Uh, we once did a an entire episode about video game recreations of Shibuya, the ah. neighborhood in Tokyo with the you know the famous Scramble Crossing, etc. This might be the best representation of it. There's a game called Ghostwire Tokyo that came out uh last year. And I was kind of on the fence about whether to give it to this or more recent Yakuza judgment games because Mm -hmm. they're both really good for just strolling around in first person in beautifully realized recreations of real places and just sort of taking it all in as a virtual tourist. Like, I'm going to wander around and admire the way that the uh the lights reflect off the rain slick street and then i'm gonna wander into a shop and stare at all the individually rendered goods that are sitting on the store shelves that i can not interact with but i can look at but maybe depending on the game i can sort of knock around and and make a mess out of I, i don't know if either of you have played ghostwire tokyo
3: not yet, no. I
2: haven't played it, but uh, I remember when it was revealed at E three, you know, a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. it always looked really interesting. And after it was released, I just never got a chance to jump into it. But I'm really curious about it.
1: I was just, I was going to throw this to Persona just because I have no desire <laughs> to be a soul-sucking adult. In to- I want to be a teenager in Tokyo. I want to be surviving off of coffee money, dating people with no sex. Mm-hmm. Fighting at night, <laughs> but buying but that, a, classic video games,
2: with um, that great jazz fusion music behind you yeah, while you man. do it.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I want to be a kid in Tokyo. Persona to Five, but you did want to Probably make an adapted open world.
0: So it's like, well, it's not really open
1: world. It's, it's open. Of, is. It's it's
2: a bunch of. Discreet you can go... yeah, basically <laughs> dioramas. From what I've seen of *The Ghost Warrior, it looks like it's got somewhere between like the horror and like a cyberpunkish, Runner yeah. vibe to it.
0: Well, it's interesting you said soul sucking adult, uh, Chris, because that's what you do <laughs> in this game. You are a dead guy who's gets like fused with the soul of a cop who has magical abilities, and so while you're fighting for control of the body. You get to do all this cool first-person, like, elaborate hand-waving magic stuff to destroy ghosts and yokai. And then you weaken them enough and you can grab the, the soul core out of them. And you pull it with, like, this elaborate, like, glowing cat's cradle, uh, like these wires that come out of your hands. It's like, oh, ghost wire. Get it? Um, but... also like even though like the, the game begins with basically uh the bad rapture where uh everybody like disappears and becomes ghosts but then the villain is turning them all into ghosts in order to trap them in cubes for some nefarious purpose so you have to wander around free them uh take on various missions destroy malevolent spirits stuff like that and uh you know, this this is basically an opportunity to explore a an immediately post-apocalypse Shibuya where, like, everyone's yeah. gone.
4: Everybody's gone. Did they all just vanish? Probably. <laughs> and if their plans working, communication like, with the outside will be cut off too. You've been after this guy for a while. Yeah. Didn't stop me from getting killed, though. Anyway, enough talk. Let's get moving. <laughs> yeah, enough of sure. my yammering. Yeah,
1: enough of my <laughs>
0: eloquence. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> that is a dialogue between the main character and the dead cop, who is also the main
1: character. Uh, the Diary of the Night. Ne- what, a, what a unique Eastern spin on RoboCop. I love it.
2: <laughs> sure. I feel, like, I feel like the scene before this, even though I have not played the game, was very much a three more days till retirement.
1: <laughs> I've been and I've been... You know, ashamedly waiting until it hit Game Pass because by the time it launched exclusively on Sony platforms, yep. I'm like, this will be on Game Pass eventually. Maybe I, mean, I think didn't it recently come to Xbox? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. It's there's been too much to do and play. That's true, Especially for the holidays. But yeah, no, it you know, I, I, it didn't score
0: so well. I did really enjoy it, but I think you know for appraising the open worlds and yeah. the, the fantasy that kind of drives the exploration here. Like this, this is really good. And this is one of my favorite games of the last couple of years, just for like, yeah, I'm just going to go stroll, walk around slowly and take in the sights. And like, this is almost a one-to-one recreation of like one of the hottest tourist spots in Japan. Can you go inside places? You can go inside a lot of places. Yeah. You can oh. you, like, not just like major places, like, You know, there's, like, levels set in, like, uh, the hospital, which the the central hospital in this version's a little bit bigger than the real one, or uh, you can just, like, go into apartment buildings, and sometimes there'll be monsters or treasures there that you can find, and...
1: I'm guessing that the Sega arcades were already gone at this point. Yeah. I, Boo! <laughs> Boo! I want to rob well, some skill crane machines. I, um, have,
0: I have. Well, if you I want am. Sega uh, arcades, you know, Lost Judgment and Yakuza, like, especially the Lost La- yeah, right. Judgment and Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, both recreate Yokohama. And I guess Like a Dragon's version of it is a little bit bigger. Uh, Lost Judgment's blocks some areas off, but, uh, you know, there are actual people in those and you can go into sega arcades and yes play the claw machine and try to get all of the axolotl figurines or whatever it the was fuck
1: the only time i have done a complete single player playthrough of virtual fighter 5 is in yakuza <laughs> <laughs> wow. yakuza is there an achievement for that or a trophy uh, said, there should be yeah i probably if you could do it without a continue which i mm. might have used cuz i'm not good at virtual fighter it's been a while yeah is my guy it's hard to be good at fighting games Yes, ask ask Bruce Wayne
0: Brady. I can uh,
2: yes, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, um the you know, again, not not a, a fictional open world, but definitely adapted from real life in a way that's really detailed and fun to explore. Oh, wait, one more thing about Ghostwire Tokyo. The convenience stores still operate, but they're all run by cats.
4: <laughs> Is that a cat? Technically, it's a yokai. Must have come out when all the humans vanished.
0: But yeah, I love the atmosphere of like, yeah, they have radio ads and, and canned music running on speakers in the background. You can hear like stuff coming out of buildings while you're running around the street. The The level of detail is amazing. But let's move back to the fictional world for...
3: Number two.
4: Alfred, have you got my location?
0: Only just, sir. There's more interference
4: than usual. I need an immediate drop on the roof of the Ace Chemicals building. I'm on my way there now. Of course.
0: What is this?
1: Arkham City! Yes! The best of the Arkham games. Uh,
0: You can argue that Arkham Knight has a bigger and more beautifully realized open world, but I think... No! No!
1: Well, there's less to, there's less to do and it's built to accommodate the stupid Batmobile this is which true. is part of the worst thing about that game. Whereas yeah. this one you're all on foot, everything you can touch enter is representative of something from Batman's world. The best of Batman's world yeah. by the way. It's like, one of the things I love it's about it. It's
0: all like recognizable stuff if you're a fan of the comics or the animated series is like uh you know, of course, Ace Chemicals, there's like you know, the I think there's like a, a giant neon manny zeus billboard in the background but it's it's all like old gotham so it's you know the landmarks that you associate with batman because he hangs around in the shitty part of the city a lot yeah and
2: and even like, even paul Dini, who worked an animated series had something to do with writing the story for this game
1: yeah and then getting the oh, voice true. actors from the animated series to rep- so i always yeah it's like the no man's land comic storyline with a new look with the voice talent of the characterization of most of the animated series, it was amazing. It was just this amazing yeah. best of everything Batman's ever done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, the whole idea of Arkham City, it's like, all right, well, we want to make a Batman open world, but we don't want to lose that essential danger of you know Arkham Asylum. We don't want to necessarily program in a bunch of traffic and civilians. So we come up with this solution.
4: Imprisoned behind these walls. Gang leaders are fighting a bloody war in the middle of our once great city. Every inmate from Arkham Asylum and Blackgate Prison has been relocated to this facility. How can this be safe for the people of Gotham? Shut Arkham City down. It's out of control. Shut it down. By the end of tonight, I will be a hero just like you. Batman. <laughs>
0: uh, what's that guy's yeah. name? I no uh, Hugo... It's Hugo, Hugo Strange.
2: Hugo, Hugo Strange. Strange. Okay, I yeah.
0: almost called him Doctor Strange. He's like, no, that's a different
2: guy.
1: <laughs> no, I he, never... wanted to... he dropped out.
2: <laughs> he... I always want to name him the guy that's uh, FF, the FF7 mad scientist for some reason. But yeah, that's Hugo Strange. Hmm.
1: I, 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 I always... I kind of appreciate the show. experience of Arkham yes. a- Asylum more. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of an open world game, I think, and that's why, you know, the fact that Hogwarts has been su- successful, I think we had to like, how many Warner Brothers Interactive games do we want to put on here? Because they've done yeah. this numerous times. This is number two, right?
0: This yeah, is this number is two, cool. yeah. We
1: so also, we also talked
0: like, about like Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, Shadow War.
1: Yeah, because um, like they're this major studio willing to buoy its ip with stuff like this and and i don't think there's any other yeah american media companies that have that luxury like universal doesn't have a video game wing and disney got rid of theirs so like warner bros is kind of the only studio that can do this that has any investment in doing this and it, it, look at it. you you see this game like on sale to this day how old is this like this is over a
2: decade old this game came out in 2011, I think, 2011, on, like, PS3, yep. 360. 12 years old.
0: And they got yeah. a remaster since then, so. And, of course, you know, the PC version still looks amazing.
2: I think I think this game's also a perfect size because, you know, um, yeah. Arkham Asylum comes out with that very limited area to, to play in, mm. but it, it brings, like, the world to life. Arkham City gives you the open world area and, like, more of the Batman experience of, you know, being able to do more things and explore more of the area and it kind of reigns it in just enough to where like we talked about with arkham knight as much as i thought i wanted a batmobile in the game mm-hmm. it wasn't as a fun mechanic as i expected it to be so the nope. city is like right there in the middle it's right like perfect you can play this game standalone you don't have to play other games or anything it's just a great solid batman experience
1: and like the spider-man remaster that we we did talk about
2: mm-hmm. and i
1: think unlike that game uh you know to say nothing of batman's violent and fascist tendencies uh, they're really fun in a game <laughs> and going from goal to goal yep. hey is that a, is that a group of freezing hungry prisoners I should beat them all up yeah. <laughs> and I do in one of the best combat systems yeah, that, that was oh, one yeah.
0: of my favorite things about it actually is just the ambient conversations that you can hear ziplining around the city to wit
2: what we've got to kill each other I don't mind well screw you no
4: way am I doing that we've got a problem you just run off, you little chicken, and we'll come fight you later. It's the freaking bat!
2: Every time. It's nothing, the bat! Nothing beats dropping down off a rooftop and then they respond like, oh no, he's here! And everyone just he's the only out.
1: guy in the city not dressed in, like orange so yeah. <laughs> yeah it's probably the bad
0: <laughs> he always comes from the sky but we never look up for some reason
1: <laughs> yeah you know, it, it's him it's either him or man bad i can't mm-hmm. decide yeah
0: we got two flyers in the city we're <laughs> not looking up for either of them that's what people who go straight do that's not what a criminal does we yeah, keep our like, eyes proudly fixed straight ahead
1: but still, as as it just it's weird to think about like you know we were when i was a little kid i always say you know if you haven't listened to our patreon episodes we talk about superhero memories but like comics were expensive and the only Hmm. thing i had when i was six years old to experience a superhero every day was adam west batman and i i didn't know it was old and it wasn't campy to me it was just awesome and batman and you had video games but it was more like thugs 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 boss fight i'll probably die 16 times at whereas this It's just so much different. Like, everything you wanted to do to be Batman. And to say nothing of his detective skills, which were really, really thrown in this game really well. Mm -hmm. And, and and be like, I don't know what I wanted to do more. Be Batman or just, like... I feel like I could just throw out a lawn chair and eat a bucket of popcorn and watch what happens in uh, Gotham City because, holy shit, are those the most interesting villains in the history of anything? Uh, It's just amazing. All this darkness and neon and filth perfect man it's like it's everything I wanted to see outside of some 60s yeah. batusi dancing
0: and the the Riddler trophies just really icing on that cake just so much to do like it felt like eating the whole fucking city
2: yeah man very 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 good mm-hmm. and, damn and, good Batman story too yeah
0: so we're gonna go back to the real world sort of for uh-huh. our <laughs> it is
2: hot out here for
4: us you know Bandits are always
2: up our asses. Then you should trade this ring and be done with it. I
4: know, but Giza has so much wonder and mystery. You just have to look hard enough. <laughs> and the rewards, oh, the rewards!
0: So, I have thoughts about, you know, more recent Assassin's Creed. Odyssey had maybe the most fun characters. Valhalla has the best fighting. And... I think Origins might have my favorite open world. Like, it mm. gives you all of ancient Egypt to explore. So Assassin's Creed Origins, but mainly I picked this because of two places that are a lot of fun to poke your nose into in this game, which are you know, the Library of Alexandria, which, of course, is ancient wonder that is no longer with us, and uh, <laughs> the Pyramids at Giza which are gigantic and take a while to climb. And of course you will climb them because once you get to the top, what can you do? You can, yeah, you can do the sink point with your Eagle and uh, increase your Eagle's uh, perception. And then you can slide down like so. Climb, 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 climb. 360-degree rotation of all the surrounding countryside from the desert into distant farmlands.
2: What fool would set up camp out here? I should have a look.
0: Yeah, and just, you know, basically rail grind back down the side of the pyramid on, on the soles of your feet. Of course. Like it's but a... Theory, totally <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, guess,
1: uh, not, not a setting, I would assume, would make for a great action rpg but I, I mean you were pretty adamant about this from the mm-hmm. beginning and i'm really glad because in our discussions of course i brought up epic mickey and even worse disneyland adventures because yeah. it is an architecturally accurate version of disneyland but like it didn't have the star wars license the mm-hmm. disney hadn't bought star wars and didn't have marvel shit in there just yet so like You'd walk by by like this beautiful empty facade in Tomorrowland (laughs) where that where that is. And I just wanted to bring it up because speaking of far more needless social media controversies, if you wanted to play, if you want to write Song of the South, it's in that game available on Game Pass. Right. For some reason, a 2012 game has a Song of the South land playable in it no idea why they opted to do that but it's it's still in disneyland adventures with it's with not really just a strange. recreation of splash mountain it's a whole game mode and you talk to brer rabbits and there's cutscenes oh, galore it is truly a baffling decision how that got past disney <laughs> wow. in 20, 2013 or whatever i have no idea
2: how is origins is this the first in the series that started doing like the I don't know if it's called like museum mode or like the yes, tour
0: mode. yes, it is the discovery tour. Um, yes. th- this was the origin of it, and yeah, so I-, I got a little clip from that.
4: Built around 2,550 BCE, the Great Pyramid of Giza is considered one of the most iconic structures of Egypt. It is the biggest of the pyramids, and the only one of the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World still standing. The numbers associated to the Great Pyramid of Giza are impressive: a workforce of over twenty thousand people, six million tons of stone, and twenty years of construction.
0: Yeah, I was I was on the fence about this one because, like, okay, yeah, you know, again, Ubisoft employee, so of course I'm going to pick Assassin's Creed, and I love the series. But I, the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, this was a really lavish realization of a time that no longer exists. To the point where, like, the world even has individual people who have daily routines and they will go to their jobs and they will work at these jobs and you can observe them working like, oh, this guy makes beer. And so he spends his days at this beer vat or, you know, gathering grains or whatever it is that people do to make uh, beer. And then he'll he'll stop and eat in the middle of the day and he'll go back to work and then he'll go home.
1: Well, Is that, is that what makes this... You think distinct from other Assassin's Creed games because they, they are in terms of virtual tourism going back in time. They're all pretty great about that.
0: Yeah, but and, I, well, it's it's that and it's also it's it's that level of detail rather not that specific feature, but mm-hmm. also like everybody wants to visit the pyramids. Everybody oh, yeah. wants to climb the pyramids. You can't climb the pyramids, but you can do it here. And uh, and it's it's cool. And it's fun. You can Take go in and you can, yeah. I, you can explore them. You can rob the pyramids, even though your character's job is to be guardian of tombs. Uh, <laughs> you can totally rob the pharaoh's graves. Because, you know, they've got important first civilization artifacts in there. They're not going to need, need them exactly. Are, you, exactly. are you saying you could be
2: a tomb raider in this game? Oh, you can, Don't. in fact... Raid some tombs. <laughs> what, Matt's not here, man. I, I got to do this. Matt's not yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. And, again, and again, I <laughs> I'm think. Sure he appreciates
1: it. I don't mean to speak for you and Matt, but like, I guess you the should. amount of play both of you got out of this game and talk about it all the time, it seemed mm. like this was your favorite Assassin's Creed, period.
0: Hmm. I I don't know that I'd say that, but no, uh, Origins is, it's really good. It was, it was Was a step Is that or
1: Odyssey, actually, I'm confused, because I think Matt, like, platinum did it 100%. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. uh, Over the course of, like, a year or two, because it was something you guys kept playing.
0: Hmm. Odyssey was the the Greek one, but this one Mm -hmm. was, like, the first attempt to, like, previous Assassin's Creed's had modeled, like, you know, parts of a country or specific cities and then this was the first one to say, like, we're going to do an entire country and it's you're going to be able to get lost in it. It's going to have huge deserts where you can experience mirages and it's going to have really diverse biomes and tourist shops around Kiza in, in ancient Egypt before the
2: Romans came. We're talking about these games where you can, you know, take these virtual tours of these worlds and these mm-hmm. places and. That discovery mode was a thing that when that came out in that game, it was one of the things that made me want to play the game more because I was like, I've never been to Egypt, and I love museums. And that, mm-hmm. to me, was the closest I could probably get to going to Egypt anytime soon. So that, I thought, was actually like a really cool thing to add into. I don't know if, I think maybe the next two or three games have had that. Like, yeah, I think Odyssey so Odyssey
0: and Valhalla have both have had discovery tours, and I think all of them came a bit after The game had come out, so that, you know, it's like, here's the game, and now wait a couple months, and now here's the educational version where you can play through in a non-violent way. And each each one has brought something different, like Origins had the, you know, the the guided tours with, like, you know, little exhibit stations and an off-screen voice. Odyssey added, like, here's characters from the game and from history who will interact with you and be in character and act like guides through these, these various exhibits. And then Valhalla actually took the extra step of: these are separate storylines. You will play as a character and experience parts of their life, and you'll learn about the ancient world that way. But it's all nonviolent; like you're not going to fight anyone else.
2: That's a very, it's a very cool idea, especially if you have those kind of resources to map yeah. out that world.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It feels like a little bit of a cheat because it's real, but uh, like I said, I think everybody would like to visit the pyramids at some point or see them it's up true. close. And and this game does a really good job of giving you a sense of their scale, which is quite huge.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I wanted to just give some honorable mentions that we talked about, because sure. we were trying to stay away from some real-world locations, because, like, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, like, well... Batman does a lot of that, but better. And Spider-Man yeah. is New York. And granted, the new game is prettier, but Web of Shadows is more Spider-Man's New York
0: mm-hmm. kind more, of thing. more like Marvel buildings in in the vicinity. Yeah,
1: more Marvel character. It feels like Marvel characters live in Web of Shadows, whereas mm. it's just Spider-Man characters, and none of them come out except for cutscenes <laughs> in, in yeah. uh, remastered. And uh, shout out, minor shout out to like one or two Naruto games in One Piece because they. They have made like a a open world for a series that expansive. I'm, they didn't get as great a reviews as any of the other games Mm -hmm. on this list. uh, But I imagine it was quite a feat to do this on their annual cycle.
0: They did make yeah One Piece World Seeker, where it is a one it is an open world game where you as Luffy can like. Use your rubbery limbs to get around like Spider-Man. That That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't think there's been an open-world Naruto game. Oh, I thought there was. I thought, no. I thought
1: you said there was. No, there, there's um,
0: not that I know of. I think there's like a fan game, but...
1: Uh, but they also might be open-world in the same way that yeah, Simpsons... Yeah, but, but
0: Dragon Ball is, Z Kakarot was also yes, open Yes, that, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any affection for that one, Anthony?
2: I didn't play Kakarot, uh, even though I am a Dragon Ball fan, but some of the Naruto, I forgot which games, I want to say the Ninja Storm games... They weren't really open world, but they did kind of do a thing where they would take areas from the shows, like the mm-hmm. villages and stuff, and let you run around in those areas and yeah. go to places you've seen before, where, you know, usually in the show it's like, seen in this shop, seen in this place, but those games I remember early on, I think, in PS3 did let you kind of run around in those worlds a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I remember, like, yeah, I, but I, I seem to remember it being more like a JRPG sort of thing, where, like, mm-hmm. you're not freely interacting with the world, but then I do remember there's, like, some platforming, so... I, at yeah. one point, I got really into those things because I had to write a like a, a magazine special yeah, for that's... Walmart Game Center uh, about like one of the like the side games, like the the game that was between three and four. I forget what it's called, Revolution, Ultimate Storm, Revolution, and and now now I've forgotten all about them, despite playing the crap out of them back in the day.
1: That's uh, when I say Michael told me it was back then. He's like, "Yeah, this is actually pretty good, 2014."
0: I... Yeah, well, no, the yeah. CyberConnect two games are are pretty amazing. Like they're they're way better animated than the, the the cartoon than the anime
2: that's true i i remember rinsing a couple of those games back in the day and like i was like man surprised at how well they were made because mm-hmm. anime games usually kind of like this might look like the show and we have the characters and there's not much other thought than you like the show you're probably gonna buy this but they're not really like very well planned out all the time mm-hmm. and those were some of like the better anime games i had played at that time
0: yeah like I think I remember saying, like if you're gonna experience the story, this is probably the best way to do it, honestly.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, that's that's our top five adapted open worlds.
2: Yes. Hope you had fun. This is a fun our one. our to virtual tour. Yes. Virtual tourism. I'm I'm only confused on the part where you guys said, are you, are you saying Gotham's not a real city? Because I'm pretty sure I saw a documentary called The Dark Knight. Mm. Pretty yeah. sure that was. Sorry, bro. That was Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's true. It was Chicago was the stand-in for Gotham in that one, and yeah. and I have I have heard like New York referred to as Gotham, but yeah. like yeah, it's well, no, Metropolis is more like DC's New York, but also no, no, no. If I remember right, no, New York exists in the DC universe. Metropolis, I think, is in Delaware, which what? is weird. That's weird. Uh, yeah. and I don't know. Somebody mapped it out a few years ago, but anyway. On yeah, that no note, love
1: for Superman's open world in that no, 360 no. game. Holy shit.
0: Although it was an interesting idea to make the, uh, give Metropolis a health meter Me- and Metropolis has the
1: life bar. Superman <laughs> is indestructible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Yeah, as it should be. Exactly.
0: Do too much damage and uh, it's game over because, you know, oh, too many lives have been lost. Oh, Superman's yeah. failed.
3: It
1: takes too much damage or you do too much damage. You fuck mm-hmm. up Metropolis. Metropolis.
0: And then there are levels where you can play as Bizarro, and your job is to uh, fuck up Metropolis.
1: Yes, yeah. But as also as Superman, you can collect two hundred dogs.
2: Sounds <laughs> <It depends laughs> really, really dogs. familiar. I really you, thought you were going to say rings. You
1: abduct two hundred dogs, some of which are sitting at the top of skyscra- skyscrapers.
0: <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. But before we entice you to try out Superman Returns. Uh, I will say the open world parts of that are pretty good. Most of the game is not set there. Most of the game is set on War World where you're just going to do endless fights and there's not really a lot of open world exploration and it kind of sucks. So, um, <laughs> play at your own <laughs> risk. But anyway, uh, on that note, we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to talk about that game and some other stuff, so stay tuned. Your hands hey, Magic
3: wand. You just read one, so go to the library, go to the store, send a fake channel, what you was for. I'm down on the ground, on my knees, make it please, What you please, won't you please, won't you, you please, read another book, any other book, any another book, any other book.
1: Let's get scratchin'. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries, and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. 1978, they're shooting Superman 1 and Superman 2 back-to-back. I'm kind of becoming comic obsessed in the early to mid-80s. I think Superman 3 is on the verge of coming to video. But basically, I could just rent the first two over and over again. So I watched those over and over and over again. And to me, they they warm my heart. And by the time the Donner cut came out in, what are we talking, 06? 06, co- 06, I think, yeah. To coincide. Like, I watched it and, like, you know, I read this is technically better. I was a little kid. I didn't know what happened. I didn't want this version. It I felt nothing when I saw it. Because, like, this is just not the... Nostalgic version I have for Superman And Steve has a, an, an experience I'd like to talk about It's hard to call any of these movies good Because they're all bad And pee in the eye of Superman And, and everything you know about okay, it. okay. Get bonus time A weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast Every Tuesday starting for just $5 On Patreon.com Slash
0: And welcome back to our final segment, or we're we just going to dive into Maybe that
1: real final segment. Yeah,
0: possibly. Sure. This, is, this is the one that's going to get us canceled. We're all going to have oh. to lock our Twitter accounts. Let's just jump in with... So I want to start off by saying trans rights are human rights. I, I, this is something I feel pretty strongly about. We are going to talk about the game. And we are going to talk about the controversy with the game because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to avoid. If we don't talk about it at all, that seems cowardly. If we do talk about it, that's just adding to the toxicity and the noise this week. So I totally get it if you don't want to hear it. And if you don't, then uh, go ahead and skip ahead to the one hour, 23 minute mark and uh You can hear about stuff like Pizza Tower and the Nintendo Direct. I played the game with, uh, let's call it, a PC two-hour demo, quote-unquote. And I enjoyed what I played. But I also Mm. feel like the problem here isn't really the game itself. Like, the whether whether the game itself is good or bad has nothing to do with the controversy around it. That controversy is entirely down to creator J.K. Rowling... And her putting a respectable face on transphobia, and I, I, I do
1: want to. I, I wanted to start this by saying, "Fuck J.K. Rowling." Yes, period. thank you. That's yeah. that's and, much yeah. more eloquent. Yes, and and, and 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 it's like, you know, every once in a while I see someone who eats a Chick Fil A, and I'm like, really, ugh, and then I move on with my life. I don't mm-hmm. try and convince them how they should never eat Chick Fil A. It's just something I don't like to support and that's okay. And there's just been like, we, it's the longest conversation we ever had on how to, or even if cover a gam. And we had a little bit of that with thirty twenty ten and discussing the Harry Potter movies, but we're talking about an anniversary. We're not going out and giving, I think at the end of the day, my biggest fear was giving more money to someone who donates to causes. I find bigoted and horribly unworthwhile. And, 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 but but here's 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 where I was at the beginning of the week if I can go through this. I have nothing but positive memories of Harry Potter. I made friends through Harry Potter. I started and I want to say as a kid but I think I was like 20 when I started <laughs> reading the books. Uh, and it's like I'm bonding with my sister over this. I'm uh, the movies are great. Uh I love the parks. Uh I I've seen so many like and then now with my friends having kids like I think I told a story of like um my my friend had a kid who was having trouble reading and, and, and struggling with reading in school Ugh. handed her a Harry Potter book ended, all over, instantly got into it. Uh, I, I even have someone in my life now who's you know, like, I can talk to about this who's a teen, a LGBT person and huge Potter fan. Their, 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 their opinion was like, fuck, fuck JK Rowling. I'm not. And that was my opinion. Like, uh, this is a I think what she's doing now is antithetical to a lot of the themes of the book. Mm-hmm. Disinclusion yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 I think and and at the beginning of the week I was just like, I think that the brand is too powerful for its creator to fuck it up like this. I mean, look at the goddamn Connors, a show I don't watch, but not for many boycott reasons. But like the creator turns out to be a disreputable maniac and they just disinclude her. That can't happen with uh just kidding rolling Mm-mm. and and then i looked into it a little more because i you know i'm not on, on social media a lot which is where a lot of this surfaces i was aware of her positions but i wasn't aware of like how much she dug her heels in and how oh, how yeah. like shitty and how much of a bully she's been and she's in that like george lucas position of like she's probably surrounded by people who are dependent on her to live and doesn't have anybody saying like dude get over this stop doing this and she's aligning herself with horrible people and most likely horrible causes. And because at the end of our conversation a week ago, I was just like JK Rowling. I get it. I don't want to contribute to her either, but like, I would still want a Harry Potter game. It's not bad for me to want a Harry Potter game just because the creator sucks. But then after I looked into all that, I was just like, fuck, I don't know how to justify buying this thing at all. And, and, and and we've been having this conversation with, with friends, my peers, because a, bunch of my friends my age were super excited about this game but ashamedly so like what the fuck are we gonna do
2: yeah yeah I, I i mean i'm same age as you chris and like i at the time when the books and movies were coming out i was working in retail hell i was working in toys r right? us tell you how long yeah, ago i was working was. in
1: retail yeah
2: and i remember talking to a lady one day and this parent talking about how her kid loved these books but she started reading the books and then she talked to me about this while i was like i'll, I'll get one of the books from the library check it out and i fell in love with the books. And then I became one of those people going to buy books at midnight. And I had friends. We're all like in our 20s reading these books and crazy about the movies. I love the world and the IP that was created. I love everything, all the like good memories it brought me. I also have a lot of people in my life that I care about. And I have a lot of people close to me that are trans or LGBTQ people yeah. that are affected by directly. like not Need- only-
1: Being needlessly disrespected by this yeah. person who should fucking know better, whose job used to be empathy.
2: Yeah, and it's it's become her whole personality now. So much so that like you were saying earlier, I have this side me that's like, wow, she's really doing her best to ruin everything associated with this beautiful thing she made because she's now made her whole life and platform about shouting down this horrible thing she believes in. And on the other side of that is like, shit, I I'm a fan of this creation and this thing still, but it's so I have never in my life seen anything in a video game. Or in the gaming community that has created such toxic interactions yeah. with people, and I was jokingly saying, I remember the fighting game community, but I have never seen people talk to each mm-hmm. other where they have been talking to each other about this, everything around this game. So again, and I think so. I, I, JK want say, I want to say
1: I support. I'm not telling people not to buy the game. I'm not telling people to buy the game. Like it's just a personal decision, and and you should weigh that with what you care about, and ultimately. Ah, never mind. Keep going, Anthony. I'm sorry.
2: Well, no, no, no. I agree with everything you're saying. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm not going to tell anyone what you should do or not do. Okay, this is one of those vote-your-dollar things. Yeah. I will say, also, from, from my personal experience this week, since I'm involved in streaming, I've seen a lot of people that have been posting numbers on Twitch. Now, at the time of us recording the show, the game is not officially out. People that are playing the game either had review copies, or they paid money for a deluxe edition to get it three days early. Mm-hmm. So the game hasn't really hit like retail. Like by the time this episode goes this episode up, it will be up. largely like everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be able to, mm-hmm. to buy it. But I'm seeing people post numbers of oh look at the Twitch numbers. The game is the boycott's not working. It's not true because the just the discourse is people that are curious to see what this game is, mm-hmm. but it's also people coming to those streams to fight about this game. Yeah, that is not a mark of success. There's no, nothing it's, it's, about it's, this it's, game since it's been released that I've seen that's been I, anything think... but but fighting.
1: What I think is hilarious hilarious about the situation is like, this is, I want, I don't know if it's the launch port key games, the, the, the label, Harry Potter interactive label port. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you look closely, it's like over the Hogwarts legacy logo. I'm like, this is the most doom company I've ever heard. (laughs) Like the, what a, what a terrible time to like put your name on Mm. something like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, the game is by avalanche. So they're the people who made Mad Max, the just cause games.
1: Um, yeah, such a weird weird a little Salt Lake City developer who made uh mostly Mortal Kombat ports. Oh,
2: wow. did they work on the Disney um They the were toy bought Solitus, the They were bought yeah. by Disney. Yeah, Michael yeah.
1: And, and Michael turned me on to the, the the toy box mode they created for Toy Story Actually, 3. Actually no, I
0: think that was a different avalanche. There were two avalanches. No, no,
1: no, it's the same avalanche.
0: Well, that avalanche went out of business.
1: No, so. they were purchased by Warner Brothers. Oh, Okay. They they were purchased by it is the same avalanche. That's what's so weird about like I just saw some IGN article like Sony's mascot is now owned, is about to be owned by Xbox. That Cars 3 game that came out a couple years ago was developed by Avalanche and they're owned by Warner Brothers. So their biggest competitor is making their... Pro- Sorry, but yes, they made they did Disney Infinity. In Boy, Toy Story
2: 3. That Toy Story, that Story 3 game. a shitload of Disney games until
1: yeah. uh, Disney Infinity, Disney just shuttered its whole interactive wing. And this is their first big open world game that, you know, can be a little more vi- and, and so they have the chops and they're a yeah. good studio. And I, I and I don't necessarily you know, talking to people I'm like, you know, JK Rowling shouldn't this is a lot of people's work, and like, that's still not a great reason to support this product. No. And um, and and
0: I, I will say I we were both uh right there, Chris, in that this is the avalanche there that, are two in avalanche. Infinity. Yeah, the other avalanche is the one that did just Cause and yes. Mad Max. Okay, you know?
1: yeah, yes, uh, but but, uh, yeah, I didn't know where I stood, and you know, I'm I, I'm secretly talking to friends like we're stealing something. Like, are we are we going to do this? Are we going to do this or not? And like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And and the more I looked into it, the more uncomfortable I got, and then realized I'd already purchased the game. Whoops. <laughs> so my main fear here is not. To be on social media letting you know how pious I am, but I want to be an ally to my trans uh, friends and family, and, and I, I would never want to do anything that uh, degraded. And there's no denying purchasing this game. Some of it goes to J.K. Rowling, and some of your shekels could end up going to uh, anti-trans causes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what I decided to do, and I encourage you to do the same, is I matched what I paid for Hogwarts Legacy in a donation to the National Center for Transgender Equality. You can find them at uh, transequality.org. They deal with uh, racial equality law, uh, uh, advocacy, and family outreach, like anything you could hope for. I did my research. It's a good cause. And for me, whatever J.K. Rowling's getting of my money, I sent more money to fighters. And that's how I'm justifying this product to myself because I really wanted this, and I know that's having my cake and eating it too, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't feel great about any of this, but uh, I just like I, I I'm I know I should be more mad at J.K. Rowling about her comments about, but like just watching people the negativity coming from all this yeah. on every side like fuck her for causing it she could stop all yeah. this right like, now. This <laughs> it comes from her this yeah. is the most toxic
0: discourse around video games that i've seen pretty much since goober grape and yeah. uh it's it's all because of one person
2: yeah
1: who decided to be shitty on social media and, and not to be shitty about it but i do want to point out the irony of all this shit happening on twitter yeah. and i do believe i do believe if you in in purse a personal boycott of the game i do I do believe you can send a message saying like we don't support this person. We might not support this property the longer they're they're still tied to this. They can buy out her rights. It's happening and,
2: on Twitter and it's also happening in the chats of the people that decide to stream the game. But the irony is the platform you're talking on advocates
1: this kind of speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wants you not only wants you to fight about it but to engage Musk. Yeah, it's a is huge engagement. So like Let's calm down a little bit. Before you attack somebody for liking a game, why don't you look at yourself at the platform you're using? Yeah. Because that right now is... The CEO's goal is to help unban and proliferate transphobia.
2: I've I've seen in... Literally in the past just 24 hours, I've seen people that just want to play the game. who are like, I want to play the game. I also don't support JK's thoughts on on, on these opinions. But I've also seen people go the other way that feel like they have to project that... Not only, well, hey, I want to play or stream the game, but they feel like they're playing it in spite of people. This and I just want to say awful, that awful. if you want to play the game, I'm not going to tell you not to spend your money, not to buy the game, whatever.
1: Those people are, by the way, are worse than people boycotting the game, just so you know. I'm not yeah. saying people making a fucking progressive stance are in any way the same as these fucking trigger happy, like uh, just, just these contrarian dickheads and bigots.
2: But I really, I really feel like a, a lot of us, and, and we even said before we recorded the show, A lot of us feel like, even in a day or two, we've had so much of... I mean, even if you're not looking on Twitter, it's just... You can't be in the gaming space and not be involved in it, right? But if you're feeling like, man, this is really hitting me hard, step back, take a break from it, because you don't have to engage with it. You can just kind of step back a little bit. It's probably best to not doom scroll right now, because especially if this is something that's really hitting you hard, the worst thing you can do is just dive into it, because a lot of people out there are taking this as a chance to be really extra shitty. But also... Notice who those people are. Maybe you don't follow their streams. Maybe don't follow them on social media, or whatever. Maybe just don't engage with them. Don't give them that attention. And for your own mental health and well-being, just step away if you need to. Yeah, which I think, is
1: I, you know, I think there'll be a, a more weirdly a more careful time to evaluate this game later on when the discourse mm. has died down because you know right now I think there's just a bunch of people who feel you have to feel one way or the other. But it's also like, are are we not used to this? It's okay. To be sad, you can't enjoy something anymore. Like Louis C.K., yeah. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Justin Roiland—these are all people I liked and admired. And it's not that I'm boycott; I, like I don't take a boycott. I just find it difficult to enjoy when I know they're harming people I care about, yeah. or like or disparaging and disrespecting people I care about, and taking just making a platform out of it. But even then, none of them have done what J.K. Rowling has done, which is just like I think emboldened. This okay. has become
2: her whole personality now. It's yeah, the only it's thing. It's weird.
1: It's like all, kind of all she speaks about, and I and I, I I only scratched the surface, but like it was much worse than I thought. Because I'm like, you know, yeah, I, 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 I try to vote with my dollar, but it, you know, my cat's got to get food. It's Amazon or Walmart. All the yeah. pet stores are out of business. I got to shop at a place I don't morally agree with. And at some point,
2: I, I feel like my thought on this is even if you know this, maybe maybe you have a personal friend or someone who's bought the game, playing the game, streaming the game, whatever. You can disagree with that, but attacking another person for doing that—it's not—it's not the move. Yeah, because... there's
1: there's there's easier ways there's kinder ways to bring those people over to your side, and the more you talk about it without judging, the more—and that's what I did. The more I read these conversations, like, yeah, this is there's no way to deny this is supporting someone I consider a billionaire bigot, and like yeah. who wants to support a billionaire bigot, and it—and I really wish I think the solution here. Is to buy for Warner Brothers. I can't think of another company that would do it to buy her royalties. And you could keep this property going. And because this is going to taint everything they do until she changes. But like, I don't think she's at an age or status where she's.
0: No, capable of change or apology, she's, she's got too much skin in the game now, man. <laughs>
2: she's not going to back down. She's she's doubling down. I mean, uh, they even had the the reunion special, and she was not mentioned. She was not a part of it. She's doubling down on this. So she's made her money. She doesn't care. She and she used to be she something like emboldened. It, just five years, I felt like five years ago, she was someone to aspire to,
1: fighting the right fight. But I mean, this does mm-hmm. this does happen. It may even happen to you. Yeah, eventually and it, it's and, funny
0: to think of the uh, the alternate universe where she didn't become a vocal
1: transphobe.
0: how uh, how this game would have been received. It's like, oh yeah, no, this is really pretty. And it seems like if if the
1: book would have gone like two more series, there would have been a main trans character where she was at the time of outing Dumbledore. Yeah. Maybe uh, defiantly in front of her critics. And like, how did she become this person? Hmm. And, but yeah, it's just, it's just like a needless amount of ugliness. And, I sort of encourage you to either not buy the game or do what I did. Offset the damage you might do, because there's no way JK Rowling gets hundred percent of the game. And I gave a hundred percent of the game to a pro trans cause. And there are a lot of them out there, uh, especially local outreach stuff and, uh, and, and homeless uh, shelters that desperately need this kind of uh, support. And that could absolve. If you're like me, I was going to play this game one way or another. And I wanted to absolve my guilt. Yeah. I'm no hero. And, but it, that, to me, felt like a good solution. So if I can encourage you... Once again, I chose National Center for Transgender Equality at uh, uh, transequality.org. Um, if you're, Google around, check your charities, and do check that the, the legitimacy of the charities. This one I checked out for you. It's hyper-legit uh, and, and and a worthwhile cause. But I feel good about that. I feel good. It's hard to recommend the game because it's really good. <laughs> It, it, yeah. What do we
0: say about the game? Yeah, it's really good. But that, that's one thing that like the, the the discourse has been super toxic, obviously. One thing that I've noticed is like a lot of people want to believe that it's shitty. And I get mm-hmm. that. But I think you you have to accept that a moral stand sometimes means you'll miss out on something you would maybe otherwise
1: enjoy.
4: Yes. Like, and I know I, I've it, seen it, it, a lot
1: of these people are people my age. And like, unless you were doing what I was doing, the Harry Potter bus missed your childhood, man. This mm-hmm. isn't, I didn't boycott the Fantastic Beast movies. I saw them out of complete disinterest in how shitty the first one was. Yeah. and 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 I, and I didn't see them. So there was no boycott involved and no one was talking about one. And they just announced a new park and nobody was talking about boycotting that because odds are you're either going or you're not. And it, this, I think this entered the discourse because this is kind of a has more national interest than both of those the parks mm-hmm. or the new movies or the Lego sets or or, or the Lego sets. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's never been a better time to be philanthropic about it, especially if you're a Harry Potter mm. fan. Um, mm. even if you're not
0: mm. planning to buy the game, why not donate and buy it used later? <laughs>
1: yep, you can do that They're too. Saying, That's an option. Wait for Black Friday next year and forget to scan it at a Target or Walmart <laughs> line. They always pull them out of the glass then. And you can you can do that. But I, I just I don't let anybody tell you your boycott means nothing. Just if yeah. the game sells and there's a lot of people streaming it, you voting with your dollar is one of the most really self satisfying things you can do. Yeah. And, and 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 definitely stand by that. But it's just it, it is it is weird because, you know, I experienced that as a, you know, a Rick and Morty fan, like their fans were shitty and therefore people who had relatively no interest in the show that made the show shitty. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not really the case. But like, I'm not going to argue with you. You have you you believe what you believe and that's fine. But like Harry Potter to me is not shitty. It is special and important and one of the biggest, best, most positive pop, pop cultural movements of the last 30 years. And, and and to see this conversation erupt it is just depressing but like to the other people who are like oh, fuck it i do what i want like uh feel sad about things it's okay yeah. to like be sad about whatever this means for rick and Morty. that's a show i love and now i can't love it anymore mm-hmm. at, at least not in the same way it's sad things that are sad happen don't avoid the sadness steer into it for a while yeah. feel it a little bit
0: understand and it. experience
1: I- it as part of your life yeah, don't make it part, don't make it the lack of sadness part of your personality, for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> and don't, and don't, oh, so and don't feel
2: like you have to do something to lash out at someone that's doing something you don't agree with.
1: Yeah, right.
2: right. It's not going to help anything. It's not, it's not going to improve the situation at all.
1: No. And, 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 and again, both sides are not equal here. That is not no. what I'm saying. No, at all. no, no, no. no. no it's no, no, not no, both
2: either.
4: sidesism. Yeah. We are not no, we giving don't. either side, well, we're not no. giving
0: that side a pass for sure.
1: No, they they're like ignoring the reality of what what damage this is causing is not the same as people taking a principled stance against no. JK Rowling profiting
0: there. Yeah. No. You, but that still it. shouldn't be shitty about it. But once that again, that doesn't make your cause unjust.
1: Once again, transequality.org. Uh I tell you when the game is coming out, but I believe it's got a whopping four release dates and I'm mm. very confused by all of it. But um uh, it's amazing (laughs) it's (laughs) it's a very good it's everything i wanted from the game and more and 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 like a prequel in a way that is like not stupid like star wars but just like let's avoid the story you know and tell you a story you don't Mm -hmm. and that i'm i'm not done with it and i'm sure it probably leads into some james and lily horse shit but right now it's just about like how this world formed itself and it's that kind of thoughtfulness i thought i could expect from certain authors (laughs) Uh, someone who mapped out things and thought about being in other people's shoes for fuck's sake uh and 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 by the way fuck being a turf anyway like this is read a dictionary definition of feminism and that this ain't that uh feminism about is about fucking equality Goddamn idiot. God G God chick Rolling.
2: Oh. What we're saying is VGA believes in trans rights, y'all. Yes. Yes. yes 100%. I'm a and, guest host, but I'm speaking for respect
1: and a, respect, dignity and equality for our our, our trans friends and family and and fuck anybody who says otherwise. But like let's not let this bad person make us bad to one another, I guess. Yes. Like yeah. uh like yeah, it's it's un, it's unfortunate. And there's a you know, cuz there's a lot of people out there who i i love talking to my teenage harry potter lgbt friend I'm like what do you think about this I'm like yeah fuck jk rowling i've known that since i was 12 like fuck mm. fuck her and like it's just something they live with like yeah she sucks i fucking hate her i'm not gonna stop stop engaging with this it's just something they've 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 literally grown up with that yeah. she sucks
3: yeah. and,
0: <laughs> and i'm not
1: gonna stop loving this
0: all right. Well, we and do need to move on. I did. I did want to say one thing that I saw yeah, was uh, somebody saying, "I'd be interested to know what a person who isn't a huge Harry Potter fan thinks about the game." And like, I, I was in my twenties and thirties, a pretty big Potter fan, like a lot of people my age. Like, I ignored it, and then it got like really big around Book Four, Goblet of Fire. The movie started, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. And I never had an urge to play a single Harry Potter game. I tried nice a couple that. of them, and it's like, eh. And uh my my interest in the franchise has kind of waned, especially like in the last few years. And I was not really interested in Hogwarts Legacy. And then uh like uh, you know, had to check it out because obviously it's it's a big release. It's the big release. Um and started playing it and it's like, oh man, this is really pretty. Oh man, this combat's really fun. Shit. Yep. Shit! God damn it! This is I was I wanted to write this off, but it, <laughs> this is, it's it's <laughs> amazing is to walk
1: around Hogwarts, there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a medieval mass effect and all the powers are biotics and it, yeah, kinda <laughs> you can join
0: different houses and I assume talk to different characters depending on which house you join. You can yeah. be a Slytherin if you want.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I haven't met any, like, outwardly terrible Slytherin yet. So no, it's you like, can you can not- be
0: nice as a Slytherin. <laughs> I,
1: got, I got Gryffindor
2: if you care. Oh, this you is know a know fantasy I mean? game. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever play well, it
0: again, I'll probably roll Hufflepuff. Wait,
2: can you, I guess you can play Quidditch because I haven't seen people talking. Can you play Quidditch? No, in no. the
1: game they cancel
2: Quidditch yeah. for the year. Yeah, that's true. Really? Like the
0: headmaster at the, the beginning ceremony says, Quidditch is canceled this year because of accidents. Yeah. But you can, I think, fly a broomstick at some point. So yeah. okay,
1: and I don't, I don't even want to talk about the game that much because it, it's not me recommending it. It's just, no. it's, it's yeah, a I, great game. I don't game. want to be seen as recommending. Yeah, it's no, a great no, game. It's no. impossible to yeah. recommend if you can mm-hmm. do it. So none of that money trickles to JK. I don't care. I don't care. I'm advocating you steal it if you can I... do it without getting caught. And, I,
2: I'm speaking for myself. That's what I, I, I plan on. Hey, is there a the used copy? Sure, maybe mm-hmm. I'll try it eventually one day used. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm not giving my money to this.
1: Sure and and the only thing that really sucks about it is because like the tiny things that are wrong with it are like just a shade beyond a patch in like, oh, all this would be improved in another edition. But like I think regardless of how it sells right now, I think it's going to be looked at as a toxic brand. Yeah. Just because of the discourse. And that's jk's fault and there's it's not Mm -hmm. it's not gamer's fault and it's not progressive's fault it is jk rowling's fault yeah um so fuck her long live the world of harry potter hopefully uh again buy her rights away from her and let her do her own thing like i still shop at home depot and i still read about what its founders and owners do and it hurts me to do that Hmm. but you find another fucking lumber company in my town you know like just every once in a while you're gonna need you're gonna need an outdoor broom. Yeah. But again, offset it with transequality.org. Yes. Um I read that J.K. Rowling makes 15% off of every book sale. So if you want to buy the game full price, maybe consider donating 15% of that game price or more to offset any damage she might do to our trans friends and family. We love you. Uh, our trans folks, and fuck JK Rowling. We good? We good.
0: We're good for now, because we got yeah. other games to talk about that came out in the past week. Pizza Tower. Pizza which Tower! We failed Tower. to talk about last week because it looks like, oh, another ropey indie Steam game with weird art. Uh, until you see it in motion. Chris, you clued me in about this, so thank you yeah, for I that.
1: I saw that it became PC Gamer's highest rated game of the year.
0: That's crazy. Well, I mean, like, the no, year's only like, two months old, but...
1: Nobody's made like a good Wario, Wario Land spiritual follow-up. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Like, well-animated in garish pizza Italian imagery. <laughs> Pizza-based Italian imagery. <laughs> you are
0: a pizza chef who has to rescue pizza ingredients that are anthropomorphic, and they will follow you through the stage, and you're smashing through stuff a lot. The, the control scheme is actually kind of a little bit tricky to learn, because, like, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, you know get get running up to speed and once you hit a certain speed then you can like jump onto a wall and and you can do like a wall bounce thing or run up it and uh it, it's very acrobatic um it feels very destructive in a, in a really fun way like you're just again smashing through bricks and and enemies and stuff like that and yeah, I, I didn't
1: uh, get to, i didn't get to play it but it looked like what my ma- like there's always something really interesting going on with the Warrior Land series but it seemed like something about it was too hard for Nintendo to release to their intended audience. Mm-hmm. And this game's kind of like, well, this is going to be a little hard. Mm-hmm. It's And he's going to move a little faster, and these powers are going to be more meaningful than they are in Wario Land games. It's so a beautifully
2: it's like, animated game, too, for what I'm yeah. saying. It really is. And like I, tell you, it was I the per- said, the, the art looks ropey, and
0: then you see it in motion, and it looks beautiful.
1: Pizza Tower is just, because mm-hmm. someone's going to say we didn't say it, it is called Pizza Tower. And I was going to say, there's never been a better time for a Wario Land spiritual successor, and Till we get to the news this week, when Nintendo finally decided to address that being available again. Hmm. And, but I, yeah, game I, I can't. I hope lands on consoles because I would love to play it on my television with a controller. It looks right at my alley.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it's like what? Full 20- disclosure:
1: I am Italian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool. What? Yeah, what? Sorry. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Don't <laughs> try not to treat me any differently, Anthony.
0: <laughs> Pizza Tower is a beautiful game. I think it's like twenty bucks on Steam. Well worth it. PC only right now, but yeah, like Chris said keeping our fingers crossed for a console release. Uh, your only move is hustle also on steam, kind of a a strange, but beautiful game, uh, that I got a little tripped up by because I don't think it has AI, at least not that I I saw. It seems to be by default two player game and it's a turn-based acrobatic fighting game. Uh, so like you have a little menu of moves and you pick one at the same time that your opponent is picking one. And then you advance time like a couple frames and you'll both do your moves. And so you're you're trying to outmaneuver your opponent doing this. And it's like stick figure art. It's a cool concept, especially if you've got someone to play it with. Uh, playing it by yourself as and a player game it's not great.
2: Hmm? I have a feeling I'll see this in like uh, side tournaments in, in, in some fighting game stuff. This oh, looks probably. like one of those kind of things you'll see like on the Evo side tournament.
0: Yeah. Um, and Deliver Us Mars is a big indie 3D adventure game that is largely about a girl's personal journey into space. Uh it it begins with you as a kid experiencing sort of an idyllic home life in a in a planet Earth that is clearly going down the tubes and becoming unsafe and unlivable. And your dad is an astronaut. Can't relate. Nope, can't relate. But your dad is an astronaut and tries to kidnap you and take you into a rocket with him, but you are grabbed by your older sister and he takes off in the rocket alone and then it like time skips ahead to her the main character being an adult and uh eventually you will become an astronaut and you will get to go and figure out like where your dad went and why and you know you were supposed to save the world. Why didn't you? So, but, yeah, reading PC Gamers, like I played a little bit of it and read PC Gamers review and uh, to talk about that. Yes, it's a very intensely emotional, personal experience related to this main character. You know, you're going into space, but it's not necessarily about the spectacle. But also you have, uh, you know, a laser thing that is a lot like the the laser watch from GoldenEye 007. Oh. and you you can use it to like oh there, here's here's a little thing that's uh clamped with these metal clamps and, and just instantly know what to do with that yep laser right through that and uh, oh now the thing's open that's pretty cool it's just like the n64 um so yeah it's you know fairly simple puzzles to tell a uh, richly detailed emotional story Hell
4: yeah.
0: and that is it for new releases so let's move along too <laughs>
4: News. Take
0: it
1: away, Chris. Oh, oh shit. Matt's not here. Uh, that's true. BGA News-iness! Uh, um, <laughs> Michael, I'm going to need you to weigh in on the winner for the first, a uh, Grammy's first ever, a brand new category at the Grammys was mm. the best soundtrack for video games slash interactive media, which is brand new. Video game soundtracks had been nominated before. But uh, I think only only Civ Four won for a theme that was like five years old. Wow! But, yeah, the, uh, this was
0: the first ever video game related category,
1: and it's a good addition. I didn't know anybody who watched the Grammys other than people on Twitter to complain, and my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he 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 mentioned he mentioned it too, and he had a hard time remembering, remembering the title. I'll get to it in a second. But congrats to composer Stephanie. Economu, am I saying her name? E- e- Ekonomu. We, uh, we had and,
0: a uh, an interview with her on uh, news.ubisoft.com, where I work, uh, which you should all go read about this historic Good win. honor.
1: She beat out Bear McCreary in the Call wow. of Duty score. That's incredible. And, and uh, I will say good luck to the category presenter, which was <laughs> Randy Rainbow. Hey, I mispronounce things every single week on 302010. Um, I'm not judging you. But this was hilarious. Announcing the winner. Assassin's Creed Valhalla or something else. And the Grammy goes to... Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla! Valhalla. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I shall henceforth call it as a tribute to both Stephanie and Randy. Uh, oh, a, a, a momentous occasion for games mildly marred by mispronunciation. And I did not try and alliterate that on purpose. Hmm uh it's good though and then it's all mostly nintendo news from here but not the kind you think uh i was kind of shocked to see that switch has officially become the third highest selling console of all time wow. as it all enters time. it's
0: it, no how old is, is it it's about to 2017
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about to turn six. but i'm just i was shocked by that but given that uh you know i seen more women with kids over the last few years and like they have one switch or more i've seen women working in total social work destitution like i don't play many games except on my switch like Mm -hmm. the switch is most households have one at least one even like non-gaming households so like once i thought about like yeah i guess that makes more sense and it's it, it hasn't had a pro model it had a newer model. It had but an it, OLED. OLED, yeah. Y- yes, it did have an OLED. But, like, that base one has always been available this whole time.
2: Yep.
0: And There was uh, a rumor I saw a few weeks ago that Nintendo supposedly had plans for a pro did, 4K yeah. model. But that got scrapped so they could focus on whatever the
1: successor is, which we have still not had any whiff of. And I, I don't see how they have any incentive to make one. Hmm. Uh, at, at this point, the, the system seems to keep roaring along with great exclusives and has a bigger install base than other. The store is a fucking mess. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And I want to go over there and turn over tables and Elon must that whole situation <laughs> to improve. <laughs> I'm a totally <laughs> no worse. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's—it's a good lesson to see from that. Like, it'd be so easy to just make this better. Just make it completely
2: unusable. All the
1: way. Yeah, all I have to do is fire
0: everybody.
1: All I have to do is institute one idea. One idea with three hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, it's the biggest selling console of all time, behind only the Game Boy and the PS2, and it's only thirty mil away from overtaking the PS2 meaning we don't have another one announced yet. Nintendo's forecasting 18 million more for this year alone. More than likely, the Switch will outsell the PS2, which I knew Nintendo would bounce back from the Wii U as soon as I saw what the Switch was. I just didn't think they'd bounce back this fucking hard. And I think cannibalizing their handheld market is part of that. And more on that in a moment, because there was a Nintendo Direct that was uh, surprisingly rewarding. Yeah, um, I will say, before we do the the play-by-play, we did miss a new
0: release, which is the Metroid Prime Remastered, which is 40 bucks, by the way.
3: (laughs) Available now. Yes, available now,
0: today. I grabbed it. I did not have a chance to play it before the show, but I will talk about it next week. I am enchanted to hear that it has modern dual analog controls. I tried to play it a few years ago and like, that was a major sticking point for me. Like I cannot play like this. I don't understand. I've moved well beyond this and this doesn't make sense to me anymore. It
1: doesn't work without a hexagonal C stick Mm -hmm. and 40 bucks. But in a relative Nintendo world, the last time that game was officially available, which on, is on the now-closed Wii U shop, it was only available as a $60 download through the Metroid Prime Standard Yo. Definition Trilogy. Uh, but it is, a se- for all intents and purposes, the second remaster re- remaster of that game, let's mm. say. Re-rezzing of that game. And I had that thrown in the Nintendo Direct, yes. which opened up with uh, Pikmin 4 coming out July 21st. And I'm not gonna pretend to be excited this time. You get a dog, man. What's
0: not to be? I know, excited about? I know.
1: I'll pick it up in a sale, but like I I always like Pikmin's like my rainy day game. Even when I buy it when it comes out, I don't play it for like two years. Cause mm. it's just it is in a good way the opposite of exciting. <laughs> it is Pikmin. It is not it is not a yeah, it's it's kind of an intense game for me, to be honest. Uh emotionally. Nintendo, did you seem to notice Nintendo adopted the phrase expansion pack over and over again as if this Mm. was fucking mid 2000s PC era? Mm hmm. So expansion packs, that's literally what they called they what's sp- coming out.
0: Did they spell it P-A-K, like the game packs? No. <laughs> <In
1: 64. laughs> no. But they did misspell Xenoblades with an X. It should be a Z. We all know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has an expansion pack, as does Fire Emblem and Engage mm-hmm. and Splatoon 3, including Inkopolis, Inktopia, the area from the first. Mario Kart has what they're calling a booster pack. Nothing else matters except now with Birdo. Hmm. But it looks like a bunch of Yoshi island theme levels coming to that. And uh, Matt's not here, so let me be... I am actually excited. Samba de Amigo is back, baby! Samba de Amigo Party Central. Oh, yes, there is Joy-Con Waggle. Of course. And it looks to be stealing a page from Just Dance a little bit. And I'd say, Michael... Guard your house, except I'm sure they're not going to license any music and it's going to be public domain Brazilian music all all the way through. Also,
0: there's something that was a little unsettling to me about that and that like instead of uh, Amigo the monkey that Mm -hmm. they it looked like Mies wearing like static grinning Amigo masks. It 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 doesn't look like
1: that's the character's face. It just looks like a helmet. It looked like hats you'd get from Street Pass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, But I, I don't know how to get... I still haven't sprung for the Mario Kart booster stuff, I guess because not many people have been in my house over the last few years that want to play Mario Kart because we all stopped going to each other's houses because of the pandemic. Birdo is exciting. They say new levels, but last time, you know, that was kind of the Mario Kart iPhone levels. Yeah,
0: but it's like Yoshi's Island, I think, is the level.
1: Yeah, and those... It, they made it sound like those are new, but I don't play Mario Kart on iPhone, so I wouldn't know. Hmm. Uh I hadn't seen any footage of Dead Cells Return to Castlevania, which is out March 6th, but they did show some gameplay of that, which is more exciting if you are a Dead Cells fan than if you're a Castlevania fan, because mm. admittedly that art style makes it a little hard to mesh with like the detailed 2D gothic brush strokes and architecture of a uh, Castlevania but it's it's there. the music is there and the weapons are there and yeah. it looked really cool gameplay it's
0: dead dead cell seems like a good fit for Castlevania and they did show like oh you can wield the vampire killer there's all these Castlevania weapons Richter and is it Richter and si- no Richter and Alucard are in it mm-hmm. which will probably tie in with the upcoming Netflix series which is supposed to do a time skip and bring in Richter so we'll see how that goes
1: Well, if you're Konami and absolutely can't make a game, might as well put some levels Mm -hmm. in another one. Uh, Games I couldn't muster any care for, Police and Bayonetta Origins, where they showed off more of that. Octopath Traveler 2, coming Mm. uh, February 24th, and the demo is out now, and they seem to imply it was multiple hours and progress will carry over to the full game. Love it when they do that. Can't wait to trouble some more octopuses. Uh, Remakes (laughs) and remasters. uh, This is... A lot of their announcements, but it was fucking exciting because we just mentioned Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. You can get it now. Uh, Ghost Trick is finally being re-released. Woo! And I don't want to tell you I had my non-existent child's college fund pegged on all the sealed copies of Ghost Trick. I managed to <laughs> smuggle out of my <laughs> old employer. Uh, so that I'm probably sadder than most other people, but a great game finally available again to a much broader audience because it was re-released on i phone and then went remember that big culling when they updated their ios and like look if your games don't update they're not getting on the app store that was a
0: shame because the iphone version looked great yeah and
1: And this one looks just so fucking weird Mm. it's like i miss it looking more like dead cells (laughs) uh just because it's so smooth we love katamari re-rolled hell yeah sure i i suppose like i kind of played the last re-rolled game i'm like Love the first one. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to, you know,
2: advocate for any more Katamori after that. I'm just (laughs) happy to see Katamori hanging around in general. Yeah, I mean, even back
0: in the day, I I found it kind of hard to get into the sequels. I really liked the first game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, still keep that brand alive, man. Mm -hmm.
1: Why not? And uh, speaking of brands I don't know anything about, but I'm happy to advocate for, because they look uh, dense, and I know they have the huge fan base. Etrian Odyssey is getting a, a trilogy collection for Switch. And they'll also all be available separately. But I think you save money by getting the collection. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Origins collection, I think it's called, for Switch. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot uh, reboot Camp, the remake, the pretty-looking Advance Wars remakes, finally have a release date a day to the year after they canceled its previous release date. Which means the Ukrainian war is now over, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, that's That's what they delayed it for before, and I just... Yeah. I love tipping my hat to sometimes I just want to say the Japanese because they, they worship a god higher than money. And they're willing to like, nah, it's not the right time. It's, let's just not do it. We have for fiscal count. It doesn't matter. We're not going to release this game when the war is going on. Like, And here it is. You know it, it wasn't going to be canceled. So it's, it's, it's not what usually is the case for Advance Wars. Kirby returned to Dreamland. A Wii game from 2011, few remember, uh, is getting a deluxe edition with a new character mode, Maga lore.
0: Yeah, gonna, all you've ever going to tell mm. us all about the backstory of Maga,
1: not like King do Or
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the the uh, no, don't actually do the the Trump handicap impression
1: um no i mean well, do you want me to win a presidential election with the republicans <laughs> no I, I don't want to do that that's a fate worse than death man making fun of handicapped people is how you get <laughs> get you immediately vaulted mm-hmm. to the republican <laughs> office uh and i care way more about people voting progressive than i do about people buying harry potter by the way so yes. let's focus on that before we make it sound like a game is going to make or break the trans community mm. uh and uh, lastly, Michael, I got a little sound effect in here for you. Big news from Nintendo. After seven <laughs> long years, <laughs> Nintendo found a way to get two kilobyte games on their <laughs> Switch platform. Uh, Game Boy games are finally going to be available via Switch Online. My first—I'll go ahead and say it—my first great experience with portable gaming: the Game Boy. Because before that, portable gaming was a Fucking nightmare. Yes, it was the first awful... console
2: I ever owned. It was a Game Boy.
1: Original. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a reason it's the number one selling console, and that those will be coming with a minor catch. They're exclusive to the Switch online service, which I have no problem with. But I'm still one of the people who I have not bought into the expansion packs because I don't find it very worthwhile. And that I was like, you dirty bastards! That's where they're putting the Game Boy Advance games, only available by the extra expansion. Nintendo Switch Online is their Xbox Live, their former PS Plus. It's how you play all your favorite Nintendo games online, like Michael, put in the games people play Nintendo games online after this. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Smash, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, you'll get your Genesis and 64 games alongside. It's now, like, officially kind of an unignorable deal. It's almost the price of Xbox Live and I don't know, and and if just a minor thirty twenty ten plug. It was the uh, uh, twentieth anniversary of the Game Boy SP, which I consider my favorite handheld of all time. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. it's the best design handheld, chargeable battery, backlit screen, and the biggest roster of games ever, 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 ever. So like I was right off like going through all this GBA stuff, and Nintendo goes and announces all this. Of course, it's limited for now. We can't go giving people games willy-nilly, so you're you'll get what seven games including Michael's favorite Alone in the Dark the new nightmare. That was
2: and weird. Why <laughs> that game? What an odd decision. Out of all the titles I was like, how did that one get in there? Yeah. Like
0: so no weird. idea. And maybe it's amazing and I yeah, just ignored it, it cuz it was a GBC version of a bigger game when it came. Cuz that's
1: that's the only third-party game they announced and everything else is is fairly significant just so many of them have better remakes, including one that was announced this show, Kirby's Dreamland, Mario, Wario Land 3, Pizza Tower, Metroid 2, Return to Samus, better version on 3DS, Game & Watch Gallery, I thought I mildly talked shit about Game & Watch by saying portable gaming was awful before the Game Boy. Gargoyles Quest, a Capcom game, boom. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX, uh, which... There's a better remake on Switch. And Super Mario Land 2, six gold coins, a just unbelievably great game. But I couldn't help but notice a majority of these were part of the ambassador program for people who Mm. bought the 3DS early and Mm -hmm. failed and Nintendo cut the price by 70 bucks and gave you like eight, a bunch of free Game Boy games. A lot of these were those because the the GBA games coming at launch are uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Just these are those are two flawless games. Mario Kart Super Circuit. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> 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 playable online, which I guess is neat. Like and and I think maybe through local multiplayer. WarioWare, uh, the first WarioWare game. Great game. I have played too many times. To ever touch again? But what I, what I think is really neat is Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three, and those are the semi-forgotten. GBA remakes of the Mario games. The last one being four, which was Mario three. It's not confusing at all. But there were. Do you remember the e card reader? Yes. Yes. Where you could. They're including the levels you could only get in blind buy packs (laughs) off of those magnetic cards. In the. That's amazing. Those are those that was lost content Mm -hmm. uh, up until a little while ago. So. Uh, I, I never thought those would see the light of day again. It's even so better
0: if you don't have to scan those cards because those things were like, here's a pack of 20 cards. Scan each yes. of them twice. Because <laughs> they had... They keep up with these cards. E- each too. one had a, a, two strips, one along each edge. And you had to it run was, both through.
1: It was... Totally bizarre, but worth trying. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to shit a Nintendo too much. And Michael, you want to throw some stuff in that was also announced that I didn't care about?
0: Not really. Button Kaitos that should have been in the uh, the remakes and remasters. I, I think ah. both the the first two games for GameCube, which were RPGs with like a card based battle system. I never got into them, but I remember our old boss was was super into them. So if you missed those and you're curious, you'll get the chance something, to try
1: it Something out. from Rampa people that will uh, play yeah, on a plane yeah. until they fall asleep.
3: Mm.
0: Forget and, what it was called. Something detective. Um, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: but then, then they just showed off more Breath of the Wild footage, which yes. looks like it's going full Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Tears Link, of the
0: Kingdom, please. But yeah, uh,
1: I was like, oh, Link's driving a car. Finally. It's, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Thank yeah. you. If you want to correct somebody.
2: Also, it's going to be a $70 game. Really? Yes. Yeah, they did, was... they did say the pre-orders were going up and it was going to be $70 for that game. What? And I think I saw something where Nintendo said that this is not an indication that all of their first party games are going to this price point, but that this one is up for, like, the standard regular game, $70 pre-orders, right? Wow.
1: Yeah, I think that quietly leaked through Nintendo's website mm-hmm. and then was later confirmed at the
2: very bottom
1: of mm-hmm. the press release after yeah. this came out. But it... I mean, it is putting its parity with other pricing on other platforms. There is a good aspect to this because I, I, I've said that before a million times in this show. Japan does not have a flat cost for games, and we do.
3: Uh, and yep.
1: that means, I use the example of a game I worked on, Ace Attorney would sell for 60 to $70. Whereas here, it could not, I'll say, legally be more than 40 on on the 3DS cuz that's just not how games are priced. But if you're making a super niche game and you want you want to make another one hardcore fans are going to come out and you can have a game that sells 500,000 copies and warrants making more of it, like if you just adjust the price of your games a little bit. Nintendo's been the most reluctant to that, so mm. I, like, there's no limit to what they can make, because Nintendo fanboys will buy fucking anything.
0: Yeah, that that is one... Well, I'm one of those fanboys. Like, Me I too. would... I I love the original... I think Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made. I would yes. buy Tears of the Kingdom if it were $100. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of thought that that $70 price point was to justify the costs of developing for new technology, i.e. the PS5 and the Series X and S.
1: So to to see that applied to the switch as well is a little strange. I mean that's that's what we tell our that's what America tells itself. That's mm-hmm. our that's our retail myth. But like Nintendo and like say Studio Ghibli, they're like we're a premium product. Mm-hmm. We make things differently and so we charge more. We're like Whole Foods for entertainment. We use and, better
0: ingredients only, the yeah, finest exactly. carrots go into our And games. it's
1: I don't think it's a bad idea for for I don't like AMC's tiered seating because hmm. that's weird but like a yeah. yeah, like a Nintendo I don't see a way for them to kind of exist without like either keeping up with the price point of their Competitive platforms or charging more for their first-party games, which could keep them afloat for like ten more years if they raise the price twenty bucks. Hmm.
2: Well, I do. I do feel like if you're going to pick a Nintendo franchise to try this with, this is the best game to try mm-hmm. this
1: with. Yeah, yeah. The people,
2: uh, ten more dollars, Just give it to me. Like <laughs> exactly. All <laughs> all you, all you see is Zelda. To you're gonna you're gonna get it if you yeah. want to play this game. You're gonna spend the seventy bucks.
1: Just give it to me. And
2: uh, oh oh, but it, here's what you forgot.
1: Did you forget about the Nintendo Voucher Program?
2: Yes. Yes, I did, actually.
1: $100 a year, which obligates you to two new Nintendo first-party new releases, of which this qualifies. Hmm. So if you buy, pay 100 bucks and get this in another game, now you're saving like $30. bucks.
0: you are coming <laughs> out ahead. I bet that was part of their plan all along. And I you're even aware of it I forgot it existed. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I forgot it. But 30 bucks is like, that's an undeniable savings. And there's there's it's also undeniable, as tepid as I am, for like a, a Pikmin 4 and what was the other Switch game? Kirby?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like for a $30 incentive on top of Breath in the Wild? Eh, maybe. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Like, uh, but other than that, I don't have a ton of interest. I, 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 Pikmin I'm more interested in, in, in. Kirby and Dreamland, I just didn't like when it was out uh so I, I don't imagine i'm gonna like it anymore hmm. once it's on a switch and that is all the news that it's fit to play fuck matt allen <laughs> <laughs> fine
0: uh all right let's move on to our community segment which is always is segmenting our community as you might remember last week's question of the week was oh hell yeah what's your favorite Unless piece of wh- idol music we got so many answers to this. It's a one.
1: listening party. Woo! Oh yes. We
0: I we I only have like ten of them, but we got way more than that. So thank you to everyone who contributed. Um, but Anthony, did did you have one? Do you, is is there like a favorite piece of pause or menu or idle music that you love?
2: Um, you will mention two of my favorites, which were Battletoads and Goldeneye. But I I think for me, it's got to be stuff from like the Halo series. Mm. Yeah. Like there's, there's many times, uh, yeah. Even just the Halo menu music, there's been times when I'll leave the game on, I'm not playing yet, and i will just kind of like hear it from the other room, like, oh god, man. This it, it
1: sounds is like you're in a fucking museum.
2: It like, it, <laughs> it does, but it's also it's just something about it, just perfect. But mm-hmm. I gotta go with Halo. I mean, besides the ones I already mentioned, Halo's probably my my uh, pick for this. So this one, yes, oh, the classics. I feel like I can almost see the menu screen just hearing that music. I can
1: just see the ghost orgasming. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking donkey dicks and cum coming out of the wall. Watch, <laughs> I think you should leave. That's all I want you to take away from this episode. And it was at this
2: moment, <laughs> ten years in the VGA, that Halo was forever changed for me.
0: Ghost orgasm.
1: <laughs> With your tongue. Now,
0: this is the sound that the ghosts made after Dan Aykroyd reciprocated. Uh, <laughs> all right, that part's pretty cool, too. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's the cleanup music. Right, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh,
0: what? Well, on videogamepocalypse.com, first to respond was Giant Shortstacks, who said, the original Metroid's title screen might be the first time I ever felt a video game's music create atmosphere. Hirokazu Tanaka created the perfect liminal vibes Ooh, liminal, that's a good word I should have used for being stranded on a desolate alien planet. I remember it being kind of like, oh, this is sort of uneventful back in the day.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until I played it in my 20s where it's like, This may as well be like the beeps coming out of a machine keeping my heart alive in the deadness of space. Well, it's 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 horrifying. Yeah, but
0: also like we were impatient kids, so we maybe didn't wait around till this part. And and hear like now it just sounds like Air Fortress. Anyway, (sighs) and it's made even more beautifully haunting with. The criminally or when criminally underrated musician Luminist recreates it with a Korg MS twenty Mini. Ooh. Ooh. Oh that's nice. Space. Let's skip ahead and hear what else they do with it. That's
4: pretty good. Yeah.
1: It sounds like Jerry Goldsmith's Star Trek shit to me love it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's uh, giving chill vibes there. That's pretty cool. I love
1: uh, it, man. Good highlights. Giant yeah. short stacks. Uh, Corey Hook says, if menu music counts, then I would take an extra long time to select my save file before resuming my game in American Final Fantasy II for Super Nintendo.
0: Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah, there it is.
1: Ah. Oh, classic
0: yeah. Final Fantasy theme.
1: Goes on to say, I love this music for its tranquil, ethereal elegance. One of the best tracks on the Super Nintendo. It still gives me the feels. Yeah, man, that fake-ass harp, I love it. hmm Ah, beautiful.
0: And then, ah. yeah, skip ahead to where it picks up a little bit. Yeah, starts in with yeah. the... Sort of fluty sounds. Fluty. woodwind.
2: Final Fantasy is some of the best best game music. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But I mean, it, it was no offense to Final Fantasy music now, but it's mm-hmm. just like I particularly love it because like it's just done with like you can hear the analog instruments in their orchestration, but like getting that approximating that sound on these little tiny tiny little half computers was so impressive. Mm. I just can't, I can't say that enough, And I know it's been said a billion times more elegantly.
2: Scary Scarewell says the options menu from Parasite Eve is absolutely ice cold. Here we go.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: Investigating a, a
1: chill Japanese jazz club. I was going to say, it feels like uh, Agent Dale Cooper should be narrating. Please. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, oh sorry. And then I ate every <laughs> slice of pie in the diner.
2: Uh, also, uh, Scary Scary Wolf says the bonus tune, bonus room. Shh, it's a secret. Uh,
0: I know this one. Here's a little
4: bonus room, because I know you've had it tough. And here's a little bonus tune about collecting real cool stuff. Yes, here's a little so bonus room. Is this what Fred Pinner is doing can now? <laughs> play. Don't be frightened. Don't worry Anyway, you can linger because I'm your video friend. Think of me as a father figure with a hand to land. <laughs> That's from Skull Monkeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I know we've run monkeys. that before on this show, and uh, like a long, long time ago, but yeah, it's our days. Enchanting, unforgettable. So um fantastic. But uh Darth Under X says uh save screen music from Mario Paint, <whistles> which they <whistles> brought back for Mario Maker. Hell yeah. Ooh, nice.
3: Unbelievable. Oh shit!
1: It, it it does sound like if Baby Driver was set in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is what music
0: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, just grabbing sounds from the medical equipment. It sounds like if
1: Bubble is Bobble dead? is he is he dead?
2: <laughs> it sounds like if Bubble Bobble had a DDR remake or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah! Oh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, B. Combs says the most recent iconic music I think of that qualifies is Cuphead. I would at times just leave the uh, overworld map music running in the background. It is perfect whimsical background soundtrack before the crushing difficulty I experience experience attempting to play through those boss fights. Oh, Yeah. Like, got no shit. Right? This. Like this to me in my head is what it sounds like to wait on every ride at Disney World. It's exactly
2: yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean,
1: it's, they know it's a, it, right? I mean, it's supposed to a, like a, be evocative of that, or it used to be anyway. Yeah. but mm-hmm. um, that's part of why I like going to Disney is because they all their shit used to be like super dated, like just music that was popular in the. 90s the 1890s and up until the 70s it's, oh my god that the 70s music in in tomorrowland used to be wonderful
2: uh well on twitter chris baker uh chris baker. hey from uh willow talk yeah at cbake mm-hmm. 76 mm-hmm. Uh, chris says i hope you don't mind me hijacking question the week with a bit of a diversion uh from it for some superhero.vg content the pause music in spider-man shattered dimensions was fine I guess, but I was happy Beanox took my suggestion for pause dialogue. Ooh, here we go. Hey, Chris
4: Baker here with a quick game dev memory. For Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I suggested to Beanox it would be funny if Deadpool actually antagonized you when you paused. Thankfully, they agreed.
3: You pausing on me. You pausing on me? Well,
0: I'm the only one here. Who, who do you think you're pausing on? Now you're
1: pausing just to pause. Admit it, you have a pausing problem. You're we'll a pause holic. Okay, Bear walks into a bar, says, I'll have a lime and...
4: soda. Bartender says, Why the big pause? Ha, 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 ha! look at the
3: widow baby with the cute widow pause button. All
1: right, go ahead and pause whenever it's convenient for you. What about me? What about my needs?
0: Ah, You pause too much. Know what? I'm just going to keep saying this every time you pause now. The writer has more important dialogue to write for this game. It said absolutely me, and it did repeat itself
1: on that last one. Actually, this... Don't delete this because I hope... Well, preferably Baker hears me. One of my favorite pieces of menu music that none of you have likely heard and is not available anywhere I can find online right now, uh, the arcade one-up virtual pinball machine for specifically attack on mars hmm. if we can yeah. get it next week it is dude i would just leave that shit it is so good uh so chill and like uh if mass effect had an arcade that's what it would sound like
3: Ooh.
0: Hmm. well let's see easy right maybe at alex easter eight says playstation life music on ps3 to fill dead air
1: while well, your PS3 heats the room, <laughs> several versions. <laughs> wait, 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 Mike, Michael, what is PlayStation Life? I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm, here. I'm
0: not sure. I want to say it was that like weird MMO thing that they came up with. Or... Not Home? No. Okay, I'm thinking. of Oh home. yeah, that
2: was Home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe we'll figure it out. It'll ring a bell when we hear it. Uh, depending on several versions, depending on time of day, all exquisite. Fell asleep with my girlfriend countless times to it. So good that sometimes I was the little spoon and didn't even care.
1: Aww. <laughs>
2: All right, that's nice. I I don't remember that, but I like the vibe I'm seeing.
1: Life with PlayStation on the old PS3 site. It might have provides dynamic web-based content organized into unique channels that can be browsed by time and location. You can enjoy various type of content by selecting a channel, and it was accessible to the cross-nav media bar.
2: What? It's also mentioning folding because remember when that was a thing on PS3?
1: Folding at home, right? Pokemon uh, retro. Relapsticks uh, says, I was playing Battletoads on super high volume for some reason then my wife got upset at how loud it was, so I paused I paused it to find the controller and then it got even louder
0: and we all know what that sounds like, but just the same
2: (laughs) Alright, awesome as always Uh, Word at Logical Dojo on Twitter as much as I want to nominate the title screen of Skyrim, my answer has to be the file-select screen of Mario 64. It preceded something so very different than what I was used to having mainly played on NES until then. Absolutely embodies the N64 sound. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like some, it, is, it is fucking African. It is
1: goddamn Lion King. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I always associated this
0: with
2: like the water stage. It is, like, very, like, 90s, like... This could be in the background, like, a Maywatch or something. Like yeah, a, little a circle of
1: life. You just got done fucking with my face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, we have Tom from Full Install, who says, I would have said Wii Shopping Channel or maybe Sims Build Music, but The Sims is shit.
3: Uh, anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> find linked the Sega Saturn Shopping Channel music from the Japanese GameWare demo discs. The video is of me drunk, enjoying the hell out of it. Cheers.
1: It's pretty good. It does. (laughs) He's drunk in living in Cool World. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's kind of bobbing his head around in the foreground. Doing some wild camera shit.
1: Let's just not write it down, and perform it
0: all the day, man. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this is so
3: funny.
0: Look, it's about the notes we're failing
2: to hit. <laughs>
1: it's the notes we didn't program.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, oh. fa- my favorite part is, even though people can't see this, is the DevTone shirt he's wearing as he's listening to this yeah. in Yeah. The video. <laughs>
0: Uh, finally, we have an audio answer from Brendan Hesse who says
4: Hello, Vigigame Apocalypse. Brendan Hesse here, first time, long time, and dare I even say, friend of the show. Here to talk about my favorite idling music in a video game. Famously, I am a dungeon crawler liker, and one of my favorite series is Etrian Odyssey. Now, Etrian right. Odyssey does not have pause music per se, but what it does have is town music. And that's kind of like a pause screen since it's the only place in the game where you're safe from monsters. It's where you go back to heal, to buy new armor, to upgrade your characters. It's really the only safe place in the game. So you do a lot of, I guess, idling there. Now there are several different towns in the Etrian Odyssey series, but I'm specifically picking the track from Etrian Odyssey 3 Etrian Odyssey Nexus titled The Port City Bathed in Twilight. Now, this song's by Yuzo Koshiro, who needs no introduction, and frankly, I've already talked enough about this song, given it plenty of an intro, so I'm going to shut up. Love you guys. Love the show, as always. I hope you enjoy this awesome Etrian Odyssey track. And go play the games, because they're really good.
2: Oh, hell yeah.
1: really didn't have to go this hard. I know. I feel like this. you didn't have to take silk stockings out like this. Just duck Man on after this.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like we missed giving a Grammy
1: away to this. Yeah, <laughs> this is wonderful, Brendan. Hey Brendan, yeah, Brendan. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, that is delightful.
0: Oh yeah, That's the like uh, '80s uh, City Pop vibes with it. Ooh, ooh, it's got the street organ there. Nice. Anyway,
3: like a Japanese
1: ice cream man. So yeah. Hey, and and congrats on the um, remastered trilogy, Brendan. Like I, I I finally reached a level of maturity where like every game I hear is great. I'm probably not going to get to. And I remember seeing Etrian Odyssey and like I'll never do that. Hmm. But this looks fun. Looks good. Mm -hmm. But this is so much. I'm so behind. And yeah, who knows but I'm glad they're being re-released. They were like super popular 3D, a kind of sleeper 3DS games. So yeah. it's nice to see them hit a new platform. Anywho.
0: Anywho. Any- new question of the week. What is a setting you'd like to see adapted as an open world? Either a fictional one or a real place. Uh, let's stick with the same rules that we had for our top five. Um, I'm going to say both because I would like to see an open world Ghostbusters game Uh, I think that could be pretty rad if you had the (laughs) run of the You need look no further than the first game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. adapt adapt the first game into a modern, snazzy recreation of Manhattan. And uh, just let us drive around and bust random ghosts on the street, like full-on Gozer infestation level. And uh, yeah, that that could be pretty awesome. I,
1: I know a little bit about game development, and I can't promise you... It'll be successful. But I can promise you 100% without a shadow of a doubt, Ernie Hudson will help you promote this. (laughs) I know. I promise you. I promise you. Mm -hmm. It's all over my God. I don't think
0: CG Harold Ramis is doing much. You could probably set up something with him. Uh, The
1: model exists. You could just throw him in Unreal 5.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They put a beard on it so you didn't notice how weird it
1: looks. Yeah, you you want to pay to lower these cooldown times? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty
2: big <laughs> Twinkie in 4K. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I I'm still holding out hope for at least an April Fool's trailer for Assassin's Creed Branson. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. I want I want I want Andy Williams to be the final boss. I really would like to see that. But but in in total absolute seriousness, and I know we have to wait for everybody to die. It's why I was thinking of that earlier when I mentioned Studio Ghibli. Mm. But if there could be like a Disney adventure game where all the worlds were different areas of Studio Ghibli, where I could just walk into Nausicaa or the Spirited Away Town or Battle Wolves and Princess Mononoke, I would love to to jump into Ghibli world, and it seems like the theme park's getting built, so just like like an interactive version of that with six out of 10 gameplay with the music, I'd be totally happy. Totally happy.
2: I love that. I love that. Hmm. Uh, I've been sitting here thinking about movies quite a bit, and I'm going to go with what's one of my favorite movies from last year. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, i going to go with the idea though of, I would say even specifically, this could work for Michelle. Yo, your open world is whatever actor you'd pick. It could be jumping through their movies. And I think if Michelle herself, her movies would be very cool to just jump through, like jump through oh, a career shit. or pick like another actor. You can jump through the multiverse would be you're jumping through their career and explore the worlds inside of those movies for a little
1: bit. We we talk about a movie of hers from 30 years ago in thirty twenty ten this week where she's beating up an invisible ghost. just uh, Listen okay. to the show. It's wonder like she has a wonderful career, wow. but there's nowhere where more my favorite part of that movie there couldn't be anything less video game you like kindness is my superpower
2: <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also i'm also a big fan of photo mode and just think of all the different places you could take cool
1: yeah.
3: video game yeah. pictures
2: in and you know so i think everything everywhere all at once or at least that concept of take an actor and jump through their movies mm. gives you a couple of different places you can see and a lot of interesting visuals and like some combat you know it could be a little nice little mix of different gameplay
1: and that is something that should Actually, really happen. That would be really fucking. T- just I'm picking out of the blue. Adam Sandler. Yeah.
0: I would also like to see a game based on Everything Everywhere, but you play as rakakuni That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you get to hop from host to host,
1: controlling.
2: Uh, oh, we we at least gotta have rakakuni mini games in there for sure. Oh Something. yeah, for sure. You gotta
1: find sure. a restaurant with bigger hats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's weird. I didn't notice until the second viewing, like how big that guy's hat was. <laughs> it's
1: fucking huge! Yeah. That movie is so good. Please mm-hmm. watch that shit.
2: Yes. Uh, I
0: hope it wins Best Picture. Honestly, I do too. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's poised to sweep, given that it's going up against Avatar and Top Gun. Like, who the fuck is vo- I can't get enough Top Gun and Avatar. Those are both great movies, by the way, that yeah. I love. But like, that movie was exceptional. Something new, something great to be nominated. Please watch it, everyone. That's my recommendation outside of transequality.org. Give yeah. me some money. So what is
0: a setting, real or fictional, that you would like to see adapted as an open world? Let us know. Go to vidjagameapocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 510. Alternately, you can uh, visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or you can ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, assuming we have not locked our account from fear of harassment. <laughs> so that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, but anyway, let's. That's that's the end of our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Anthony, once again, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitch uh, at Bruce Wayne Brady. Also on Twitter, if it's working when you hear this, at Bruce Wayne Brady. Pretty much everywhere. Uh, where I you know post about movies and games and all that fun stuff. So yeah, pretty much Bruce Wayne Brady wherever. Cool,
1: Chris. We got
2: anything in the hopper?
1: Patreon.com slash laser time thirty twenty ten. And I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I, this has been such a weird episode to talk about. I feel like I'm bracing myself for some shit, but whatever. Like I you know I, I am who I am and just trying to do the the best by listeners and myself. And um you know maybe keep the negativity to a minimum just because, uh, you know, we're all out there trying to do the best we can under difficult circumstances. And, uh, yeah, most most people, hassle the billionaires and politicians by all means. Oh, but for like, sure. Yeah. yeah. On an individual level. People. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Put that energy in that direction for mm-hmm. sure. That's Open better. to be bullied, but like, you know, you know, yeah, I'm even seeing some of this bleed in our community a little bit. Like, you know, don't start fights with potential allies. Like, it just doesn't seem... There's one person who's a giant problem here, and it's not necessarily the g- gaming public. It's not your fault. It's, it it isn't. It, it's one person. It's the problem. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VeggieGameApocalypse.com, on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikipars, that's w i k i p a r. A Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week and in another ten years.
2: Woo! Oh God, <laughs> let me die. I'll bring the cake. Sorry.
3: <laughs> <Starved. laughs>
1: feels like somebody you might have already asked, but, like,
0: probably. I also
1: don't care about that anywhere I, as much as I you do. I think we've
0: probably asked that at least two or three times, but
2: I'm okay with After it. After
1: 500 shows, I don't give a yeah. shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> After 10 years, I mean, you kind of can do what you want at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's it's, true. It's 10 That's years. That's true.